right, PKA 255 with Epic Mealtime, Harley. This episode is being brought to you by Squarespace.com. Start building your website today at Squarespace.com. Enter offer code PKA at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. They're fucking awesome. Top notch. (laughs) Harley, how are you? What up, man? Long time no see. Yeah. Yeah, Welcome back. Yeah, I I haven't seen you both in a very long time. I, yeah. Since the last time you were on the show, it's been like a year, I guess. Yeah, over a year. Something I like that. Yeah. On the show yet. Dude, you yeah. totally fooled me. You, you made a, an epic mealtime episode and you're like, the last one ever. And I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> oh, I gotta see it. And you're then like, you're like, loud fucking time. And then you're like, this son of a <laughs> <laughs> you're like, You're like, I'm gonna keep doing this so as long as I make more money than your daddy. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a good yeah. philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and also the whole beating a dead horse thing. I mean, like I've seen it before. People are like, wow, five years later, it's not a novelty anymore. But we get we get new discovery. We even see like our audience shifting a bit. You know what I mean? Like we've gone up like. Like we have thirty percent almost female viewership when back in the day it was less than ten. So it's crazy. Yeah, it's just That's really high. We uh, got four percent female viewership over there on FPS Russia. So those four percent of chicks who love guns and me, I, I really appreciate. Yes, all you do. my and hats my off. My channel is at one percent. The tip of the fedora to the one percent out there. One <laughs> percent. <laughs> Thanks, mom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like your your four percent are all girls that like just want to get it in with you. Actually, mine are yeah. all catfishing. They're not really good. girls at all. <laughs> uh. Millions, a lot of fucking pussy. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kick this thing off first. Uh, I want to talk about Harley. Okay. Yeah, man. Let's get right, it, so dude. So it's. Fu- I hope this doesn't come over wrong. I don't even think of Epic Meal Time as a cooking show. Like to me, it's the Harley show. It's like, what ridiculous thing is he gonna do? Yeah, they, yeah. Is he gonna? He used to. I remember one time you sign off. You're like, next time we eat the future. And I was like, yeah, that's why I tune in. I want to hear that ridiculous <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, that's know. so funny. You said that, and like, I agree. Like, Epic Meal Time is definitely not a cooking show. It's so satirical and stuff. But when you're like, it's the Harley show, like Amir who basically like almost single-handedly creates every meal for sure sheds such a tear. Like, fuck, like all of, <laughs> no, but Epic Meal Time is a celebration of food show. You know, we, we do handle it on, on Friday, Saturday, where we're like, hey, here's how you make pizza cupcakes. Something that isn't $1,000 and won't take you three days to make, but something you could make in your dorm or something like that. And, and that's a cooking show. But like you kind of take these characters from Epic Meal Time and throw them in this cooking show it still comes off like weird and stuff like that. It's just like a weird food thing. You know? I like the progression really like of drunkness for yeah. you throughout it. You start off and you're very crisp, clear, coherent, yeah. like listing yeah. everything off. And then by the end, just one eye on you, one eye on the prize, lazily <laughs> <laughs> listing around. Uh, I, uh, some of the most fun I've ever had uh, filming have been uh, filming the ones we did with uh, with you guys. Like, like I've hung upside down out of helicopters, but it's hard to beat a night with epic meal time uh, or or an afternoon. Sometimes these, this shit's happening in the afternoon and we're drinking. It was oh yeah, that one in L.A. with the Nerdist. Like like that was just that was like six p.m. and I drank yeah. all of that shit. We I spent oh, a night hard. I spent a night with Epic Meal Time, and I just didn't belong. I had to retire to my room. Nobody <laughs> wants me there, you know. <laughs> like the old you were man. Welcome. You missed the grilled cheeses. 
you missed the cheese balls getting thrown at the walls. You, you missed so much. You missed the, 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 the um, what's her name, uh, having the photo shoot out in the snow and her ski boots and uh, What bikini. was... I, yeah. I think this is fair. <laughs> there so, was some sloppy... I locked myself shit. in the room, but I could hear orgasm sounds coming from the thing. And I'm like, what is going on? Is someone faking? In my head, there's like two girls messing with each other. Uh, and you stayed in your room? I did? I think, uh, yes! I think, I think the cigar in the butt was as extreme as it went out in the open publicly. In That's the lobby, there, there was a cigar in the butt... It. Uh, it didn't hurt impressive. at all, if you, in case anyone's wondering. It didn't go in his ass. I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to. Oh, what's no, true? A girl put a cigar in another girl's butt, and that was like the uh, – that we were like, whoa. But what you were already done at that point. You were kind of like, all right, how much later can you stay up here fucked up? Just, <laughs> no, it, all right, I'm No, done. dude, I was awake for a long a time. Ass that old guy was and how he was kind of like cramping her style the whole time? I was not that guy. Was that <laughs> the chaperone, the, sh the guy who was like 70. Like, I remember we're like down in the pool room and like the girls are dancing and stuff and he's like, excuse me, we had a pool game here and we're all just like, what? Yeah, we're like, bro, this is game. way sicker. We're like, right. the program, this is way better. We've only improved this year. But it's so funny, when I go back and watch like old epic meals like sometimes i'll do it i i binge watch like uh, a binge watch i will do is like the fps ones like i'll go binge watch those and i'm like oh these fucking sloppy ass epic meals like every time we were doing it we're all like it's like i was like we got to go so hard and you're like okay i'm gonna go harder and i'm like well let's <laughs> do that and then we're both we just don't stop until there's literally like strangers naked in your kitchen yeah, yeah. i swear, like That's this is what part. happened this is what <laughs> happened like, strangers would end up naked in his kitchen and, like, weird shit, like, guns and stuff. And I had to call the cops to, to get that crazy bitch out of my house. Like, like she was slurring Just and screaming. And for clarity, I had to call the cops to my mom out. watches this show. I wasn't at that one. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no. That one wasn't Kyle. That's why got to this level. <laughs> he wasn't there. That's, like, 70-year-old. Like, like... He, he, he was a party pooper, you know? He wanted to play chess and shit, and, and he was always, like, passing judgment. He should have known, like I did, that as the party escalated from, like, G to PG to PG-13, if you're not down for an R-rated party, go to your room. You know what? Yeah. Honestly, I swear to God, I do not remember this guy whatsoever. Really? <laughs> I think I've erased him from my mind, and I have a <laughs> memory. He must have bothered me so much that I was like, no, nah, you're not even in my brain anymore. <laughs> yeah, so he was, like, the owner of the lodge. Was, was he? His it was, no, 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 it was that guy's friend. The, there's the guy who owns the lodge, and then that guy's friend is there, and he had sent the friend down to stay up with us until we went to bed to ensure we didn't do any damage to the place. Because we've got the entire lodge to ourselves. And we were fucked up. We didn't go to sleep till f like 5, 6 in the morning, something like that. Like It was a long time before everybody like crashed. It was like even at like 3 a.m. at some point, we put on all our, our like winter stuff. We're like, let's go outside. We gotta go. We yeah. Gotta go, out there. Like, <laughs> gotta go, uh, gotta go look. Yeah, yeah, I go outside. The next morning, stuff. like, I've got all my gear. I'm, like, dressed for winter. What? Oh, we're not skiing? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no skiing today? <laughs> no one wanted to ski. <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted to did ski. I even bring ski to my snowboard? Did I even do that? I don't, I don't remember right seeing it. Yeah, no. no. It wasn't even going to be a possibility. <laughs> I, think, I think you had planned that there wasn't going to be any skiing. There was just going to be a lot of drinking. Because, remember, you were trying to hit up the... Uh, 
uh, Ben and Jerry's to get that gigantic snowman of ice cream and it didn't work out or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. We, so we ended up <laughs> making a sled of ice cream. And yeah, a meat sled. Made it, yeah. We went to we went skiing. I think it was the morning of, the, of that big night. And Kyle wasn't big for skiing. His ankles hurt. So we spent some time in the lodge. And I won a dance contest. It was humiliating. Where it was I? I don't know. Uh, you were asleep. You were asleep in bed with everyone else. Uh, from the night before, it was a I real. It sound like I'm in bed with everyone. No, well, <laughs> yeah, with everyone else. I have a picture of us all in bed together, actually. I think, but, but yeah, um, oh, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was like it was a Michael Jackson medley or something, and uh, the guy had like did the you moonwalk. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I did the thing and the. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. At one point, at one point, I took my hoodie off and threw it. Kyle was filming it, and I you know, did a little strip tease. And uh, the guy had like eighteen friends with him, and I had one, and I still won over more crowd. Yeah, so. it was. You just was, took uh, his people from him. The, well, he's an I took winning dancer. Everyone so else, really yeah, right. But yeah, that Wait, was what awesome. Harley doesn't know do? this thing, dude. There were, I didn't I, know that. I am not a good dancer. I'm really not. And uh, I got invited to this thing. I was like dance on or something. But you could think of it as dancing with oh, the YouTube I stars. I remember that. Yeah. So I was on the first season, and they hadn't figured out like the problem with their format yet. It was all based on fan voting. So I got out there, danced mediocrely, and um, and then live streamed every day, telling people to vote for me. Up daily video uploads, etc. Vote for me, vote for me. There was a fair amount of money in it, and um, how and much then, money did you win? Thirty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. Yeah. Now that is an award-winning dance. <laughs> there's, some, there's some Juilliard-trained motherfucker out there, been dancing his whole lives. His toes are all gnarled and deformed from his dancing. Has not made thirty-seven grand. Yet. <laughs> Professional dancer, right here. Yeah, yeah and I, I use that to pay off my house. Oh, I should have bought a watch. <laughs> okay, I, I, I stand corrected. Of those videos, all of those dancing YouTubers, every one of them was so awkward it made my teeth hurt. Like I could get yeah, like thirty was, seconds dude, into it. And I had to some of them were good. So what's up, L? Who I think is doing really well now. She was a good dancer. Um, Sunday had some moves. No, he didn't. But uh, there was another guy, <laughs> Kingsley. He was in it, but he didn't I, I, dance well. I was well. actually asked to be in that in the first season as well. Oh, I'm so glad you weren't. <laughs> well, if I, like, I remembered it, and, like, I was like, it's good. And I'm like, the real me is down to do it. But at the time, I, I had this weird, like, protective insecurity of, like, how I would be perceived outside of the show that I was, I was like, I can't do it. Like, if people know how much I'm enjoying myself dancing, maybe they're not going to believe me when I'm like, oh, fuck all these bitches. And that's exactly why I said no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was, yeah. it, was, it, it was like, well, well, who's going to dance? Is, like, is Dimitri going to go dance and, like, yuck it up and, like, want to be get, like, like being inappropriate and, like, making all these yeah. stupid jokes and in these, these, these Russianisms? Or is Kyle going to dance? Like... I, yeah, and then like completely destroying the thin veneer yeah. of like the 2011 YouTube scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what's different about YouTube that's nice from my perspective? You're allowed to monetize now. Like the the whole thing about no one having a profit motive or a profit motive being completely evil and awful is kind of gone. Like, everyone kind of realizes that these people... I, I was talking to Freddie W. at one point, and he's like, oh, he, he talked he's about... One of the, by the way, he's one of the smartest guys to talk to in all of YouTube. I really like, like that him. guy. You talk to that guy, and, like, you could sit there for, like, eight hours and, like, just brain drain him, and then, like, go back to work the next day, like, completely better at your job. 
Yeah, I used to tap into him, and, and Philly D actually is another one oh, I like to yeah. tap into yeah. for, when I see for YouTube Philly D, advice. I'm like, fucking, I'm like, yo, give me, give me. Talk. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got? He I'm told like, me. I saw you on Twitch. What's going on there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you maybe should. But uh, um, uh, he was like, one day, like five or six YouTubers all got a Hardee's sponsorship, and they all uploaded like Hardee's meetups and shit at the same time. And the thin veneer that was was. Everyone figured out that they got paid for it, and everyone hated on them for it. But nowadays, that, I feel like that doesn't happen at all. Like, if anything, they're happy. Like, oh, look, you know, this guy got a hearty no. sponsorship. You went through a huge phase with that, Woody. I was just oh, yeah. doing some old-school YouTube Googling, or I guess YouTubing, and I found, like, five different videos from the same guy talking about how you were actually, like, abusing your children by, like, squeezing the back of their neck and forcing them to do videos and this guy was like seriously being like maybe you know should protective services get involved you be the judge you know, <laughs> like the guy was taking it so seriously that your kids may have a little bit enjoyed the attention dude there were like dozens of people like that like like they would describe videos I never made. They're like, Woody is horrible. He crashes into his bedroom door and films his daughter in bed and puts it on. I'm like, I've never done that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw, I, it's so funny because I actually like, so what I like to do is I like to frequent cringe, but it, it just so happens like I've seen myself on it many times. Like I'll watch oh. I'm like, oh, ha, 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 look at this guy. That's embarrassing. And then I'm like, whoa, that's fully me. This is me. <laughs> They're totally, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I can see how you would cringe over this for sure. But like, I remember one time I saw, I saw you on there and it was like, you were doing like a Netflix thing. And then like your daughter, she was like, oh yeah, she's like, we're going to like getting paid to watch TV. And you were like, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that totally happened. And I saw that. I, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely not cringing. I'm like, that's just like genuinely funny. I'm like, that's like a funny, true moment, you know? I'm yeah. like, I, I relate to this as like, uh, like a, a creator, like a content creator. I'm like, oh my God, if I had like my kids in the mix too, it's just like a whole extra level there. You know what I mean? But Dude. when you break it down, like, I, I think it's like, if, if there's an audience there, like, you know, like if, if your kids are enjoying themselves, like it's a cool thing. It's fun. Like, I mean, I would be, I would be so happy to be a part of that growing up. Like if that already existed in my life, I mean, that's yeah, just cool. kind of. Six. Yeah, I mean, they got to be like the coolest kids in their class. <laughs> My daughter's 16 now, and she's great. Like, 16-year-old Hope is fantastic. 12-year-old Hope wasn't always on my team. And I talked to her about this recently, and she's like, I was like, it seemed like you weren't on, you know, my team sometimes. Like, you were against me. And she's like, yeah, you know, like 12-year-old her just wasn't great. And that was her. Like, when she said, like, what happened is someone in the chat wrote, like, what's the point of this? Because what we do is we'd watch Netflix, right? Me and all my subscribers, and we'd like synchronize the play, and we'd all watch a movie together. And we'd like chat back and forth and give people attention or whatever. And, and it was partly just to give subscribers attention. And it was partly because I got paid by Netflix. And, uh, you know, someone's like, what's the point? And she's like, the point is to see if we can make money while sitting on our couch. Only like it's such a child, you know, like only a child. It's like, not innocent child. It's like being mean to Woody me. child. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to fuck dad right now. Well, that sounded terrible. But like, I'm going to get dad. I'm going to get dad. And uh, and this will be a problem. And congratulations, sweet pumpkin. Yeah. You can't get mad at me on, on stream. Yeah. Basically, she did yeah. And I, I, and as I said it, I was like, ah, oh, people are gonna hate on her, and people are gonna hate on us. And it turned out it was really all about hating me. But um, 
Did you get a lot of flack for that? I just saw like on cringe, like honestly, like maybe eight months ago, and it wasn't. Dude, I looked at, I'm like, nah, not cringe. I'm like, if you saw it on cringe eight months ago, that was probably its like twelfth version. You know, it it it, okay. it makes its tour up there, and I did get a lot of flack for that when it was new. Um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, it it was ugly for a bit. The whole culture of of you know integrations and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Um, it never bothers me whatever people thought, but that's you know I kind of like from the very beginning I was like oh Netflix and I'm gonna get money for this bacon and enough money to impress bitches like it was so blatantly <laughs> yeah, in your you face. You got out ahead of it by not even pretending. Dude, yes, we thought, it was, doing so, it, we thought it was so funny. We like thought it was so funny. We're like we're gonna do what we do, and now we say this and money. Isn't that awesome? Like, you know, you think about it, like, like at that time, I was like, you know, 26 years old and, I, and now I'm 30, but 26 years old, like, it's a very different human being. I was like, yo, Netflix, money, <laughs> like for real, money. And I'm just doing this shit right now. And it was, it was like, we had the same shit. agent. I know how much you made. Good for you. It was really crazy. Like. I, that was like one of the first times like Netflix at the very beginning like I like like said it in an episode and like the report comes in and I was like that that <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say it twice next week <laughs> yeah yeah but it was you know what like it's funny like because then that ultimately ends up paying for you know whoever you work with in my case you know epic meal time is an overhead of you know the the cast the production you know so like that stuff. Where it was just like, yo, that's so sick. If I was a vlogger solo hanging out and living in my mom's basement, I'm like, yo, I'm fucking taking a private jet somewhere just for fun and vlogging it. But, you know, it's like Epic Meal Time. It ends up paying jobs and stuff. And then people think you, like, you do this and then this money's just loose. And you just have this money. But, like, then you, like, look at things like that really hurt. Or you look at, like, your taxes or whatever. And you're like, this is crazy. This is crazy, and like you know, in my case, I'm Canadian. Sometimes working in Canada and the states, it's like both countries want to tax you. It gets really, yeah, and then you just like you just start to like realize that whatever was silly videos and just yelling something in a video ends up being like a complete business and a work, and it comes with this huge load on your plate. <laughs> that sounds weird, right? <laughs> yeah, but I love my job. I really like I. I think I'm super, super fortunate, you know, to do shit like this. Like, I love this. I, you know, it's great. I started this new series called Woody Wednesday. And uh, the concept behind it is, like, I had all these people who were my fans when they were, like, 15. But now they're, like, 19. And, and I've adjusted the topics to, like, sort of grown-up stuff, things that matter, etc. And I just talked about choosing a career. And one of the things I threw out there was that all jobs become work at some point, right? Like, you know, Epic Mealtime, I'm sure the first couple videos were just a freaking party a pleasure like nothing now you're there's payroll there's work etc and uh as awesome as the job is it's still work like it, if someone were to offer you a day off that might sound more attractive than work sometimes yeah there's a cycle my buddy was breaking this down to me and he was actually doing it in the in the in the conversation of he's a game developer and he was doing it in the conversation of achievements on xbox and he was saying like that having an achievement in Xbox or like, you know, getting paid to do Epic Meal Time, whatever it is that you're doing in order to obtain what you want will eventually start to become something you resent. 
no matter what. If I like, if you love reading books and you love eating pizza, and I was like, you got to read this book, and every chapter you finish, I'm going to give you a slice of pizza. You're going to start to resent books forever, like being the obstacle in the way to get your pizza. So you don't read books because you love reading books. You know, I don't like. I, I do still create epic meal time because I love creating epic meal time. But like, I have like eight people that work with me. If I'm like, I don't feel like doing epic meal time today. Like, goes no, you got to do epic meal time because there are people out there that you are technically responsible for. Like, they have jobs, and if you don't do epic meal time, they lose their jobs. So it's not just like only inherently about doing epic meal time because it's fun or like reading a book because it's fun or playing a video game because it's fun. You do it because it's your lifestyle, you need the money or you want achievement points or you want to eat pizza. You start to resent that thing in between. And uh, you know, I went through a period on epic meal time about like two years ago where you know things are like getting difficult with personal relationships and it's becoming very taxing mentally and like it's not like it's like your fans aren't content with the quality you just start to get to this place where I you're read like, about oh, that in the man. paper yeah. two years ago right aspects of that were public the law stuff the legal stuff yeah yeah exactly yeah and like so you get to this like place where you're just like you know I got there and I, I remember like starting to relove epic meal time about you know, when we left Los Angeles, went back to Canada, I like went back to Canada. I was like, I'm so happy. I'm going back to Canada. I'm I like, I'm really happy. My next few months, I'm filming fucking epic meal time. I'm like, that's dope. I'm like, what was I even, what was it? Where was my head at? You know what I mean? I kind of got to this place where I'm like, it's a job. Got to do it. Got to do it. And I go back and watch some of these videos. I'm like, I see that. I see that moment where I was like, yeah, got to do my shit. Cause if I don't do it, you know, people aren't going to have jobs. And uh, so now, like, I'm at this place now. I'm like, fucking Epic Meal Time's sick. Like, you should see it every time we film. We have, like, we have that party again, like you're talking about. We do, like, we all consciously, like, get together and we're like, it's going to be sick this Thursday. We're waking up. We're going to be here at 10 a.m. And, you know, there's going to be, like, mad booze, bitches. We have a fucking bacon freezer. We're going to bust it out and we're going to do whatever we want. Like, who gives a fuck what the meal is? We're just going to make something sick. And we have all the things that we need to do it. And this is our job. What a crazy job. And you kind of lose that when you're inside of it for so long. I'm fucking rambling. Did, Anyways. No, dude. I, I, <laughs> dude, I'm syncing up with it. So I had a, a similar thing at Woodycraft, right? Like, at first, fun, 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 amazing, amazing, amazing. And then there was a period where this kind of drained. And, and we actually had some staff turnover. And now I have, like, fresh, hungry guys who are just, like, they're pinging me. They're... It, it, Everything is, I feel like we're firing on all full, all cylinders at woodycraft.net, the best goddamn Minecraft server in the multiverse. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's exciting again. And uh, I would, like, did you have any staff turnover in your thing or was yeah, it just? I mean, like, you know, we had, uh, we had uh, the guy played Muscles Glasses. Uh, he got know, older. Tyler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, two, uh, two friends of mine at the time and also people on the show, you know, where business and personals don't link up, you know, and then, you know, there are some guys that have been on Epic Meal Time for so long, like even myself, I've gone through it where you just kind of lose interest in the things that were like the best part about it. And, you know, now we have some new guys here, like one guy that's uh, this guy, Mike, who runs our gaming channel, uh, original gamer show on YouTube. Um, he runs our gaming channel and, you know, he comes up to be in the Epic Meals and I see him like looking at the food, like, 
fucking hard on like when we gonna get it and i'm like oh yeah i'm like this is sick i'm like we can eat all this like it's happening i'm just like you know i'm like gotta get our sick shots make sure it looks good i forget oh yeah and we get to eat this this like fast food ball like we get to eat it and you know, it takes like what you were saying hungrier guys coming in and being like you know looking at what has become monotony in everyday life being like whoa it's so crazy in here and you look at it and you're like yeah it is isn't it yeah. yeah it is crazy it looks like fun like i just saw the one where you were like last last episode ever and i got i got trolled into watching it and then i went on a <laughs> good uh, little playlist where i watched like five or six of them and it still looks like they were all recent so i guess you're still into it but it looked like a legitimate party every time like Those, the kind that you can only have once a week yeah, since the last uh, the the last episode, that's where we kind of like even a month before, I was like, we're not gonna switch it up just yet. We'll wait for the last episode. Like we even like got together. We're like, yo, let's fucking party on Epic Meal Time again. Like once it gets here, like regardless, let's not think about production so hard. Let's not think about this or that. Like let's have a good time doing it. The production so looked just, good though. We pulled the trigger. Oh yeah, all men. Everyone who produces Epic Meal Time now, all the guys in it are like I remember at the beginning like like. I directed, I edited, I produced, and like I showed. Yeah, you guys made epic mealtime like on my kitchen table over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I would edit them and shit, and like, and then I went ahead and like show you know Dave how to edit and and film, and then he went ahead and now he's like a fucking sick cameraman. He knows how to use like every editing software after. Like he's so far past me, and then he trained Lemino and Amir, and they're better than me now, and now it's just like. I'm fucking, I'm a fucking show pony. I come out and I'm like, deputy, baking, and it's like everyone else is cooking, making it look fucking awesome. And I'm the one that, you know, I'm the one that's like upstairs, bitter as fuck. Like I hear like, like girls laughing downstairs, bacon frying, and I'm on the phone. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, okay, okay, uh, <laughs> business call. I'm fucking sitting there typing up emails. And I'm like, I have to type the emails. Who else? We'll type the emails, you know? <laughs> and then I look around and I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm the lame boss. Like, that's what I've become. It just, it just happens. Like, you, you run it and, like, that's just it. You get, like, people to do the cool shit so that you can start to put people in places to do more cool shit so the cool shit is cooler. But then you find yourself, like, you know, like, you know, I, like, go downstairs. I'm like, yo, Dave, I'm like, let me, let me get all up in this cut with you. And he's like, uh, okay. You know, and, like, we'll sit down just for old school sake. But... You know, you just, it, it's so funny how much of a business it becomes. I hear yeah. you. So now you just delegate the fun shit while you do all the real business. Yeah, do real business. Steps. And then I, yeah, and then I thought, I actually started, uh, I actually started doing daily vlogs, which is something that earlier on, speaking in the thin veneer of the 2011 YouTube scene, like, I was always like, I can't vlog. I'm like, if I vlog, you know, I, I got into everything because I wanted to be an actor. If I vlog, like, I'm not going to be able to act. People are going to look and be like, this fucking guy filming himself eating a bowl of cereal. This is not entertaining. But then I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I look at vlog and I'm like, YouTube's the only place where you can get this. You know what I mean? Dude, it's I, the only place you get this. I kind of like, of all the personalities on all of YouTube, like, it, I don't know how big your channel is. I'm going to call it like the 75th biggest or, or something like that. But I would think that you'd be more likely to make the transition in television than PewDiePie is. Like more likely than Jenna Marbles, more likely than all the like. You're the guy. I'm in the gaming community. There was this guy named El Presador, <coughs> who's not my favorite guy, but he he, I, he did this commentary where um, uh, 
he was like all these other people, they might be getting views on YouTube, but I'm the guy who's making it to television. And it stuck in my head. I was like, maybe, right? Like it, because of the way he was like, so outsized personality, it was like, huh? Yeah. I bet they don't pick people based on sub counts. Did he make and, it? No, no. So just for thing, he uploaded a video or he was part of a video with another guy where he said that my son was a fucking faggot that jerked off dogs. And uh, so I'm watching his vlogs. I that. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching his vlogs and uh, <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God, thank God my car is working again because I could never afford to fix my transmission. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Suck a dick, you poor person. <laughs> what did you do for him to get that mad at Colin? Because that's a pretty brutal thing to say. Yeah, that's he's, child. he's well, just, just a not, hater. Just nice Very creative, guy. though. Yeah, creative. he's just a Wait, hater. Remind me, because I get I get people mixed up. Is he the same one who didn't actually know who you were when it came down? No, to like no, that was fisticuffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was, there was another guy who hated Woody, uh-huh. and uh, and when he described Woody's appearance, it wasn't even Woody. And he's like, "Well, you were at this event." And he's like, "No, I wasn't." Like he literally <laughs> didn't know what Woody looked like. He said, like, like he's making fun oh. of what Woody looks like, and he couldn't pick him out of a fucking lineup. It's uh, it's the most ridiculous Dude, hate. I- I have so had funny. more haters on YouTube than anyone else in gaming that I can think of. And I don't know how I earned that, but uh, I, I guess I did. But like you know, Merker was talking about that guy who would like a series of six videos all talking about the evils and how they know the true me. And uh, like, but that guy is one of a dozen people who just like devoted their channels to trying to take me down. And, that guy uh, Jesus did that. Like, obviously like, Jesus, in his, yeah. In his death throes before he got you know removed from YouTube. Every video was about how you were a, like a child molester and that your kids were just horrific little demons and exploiting everything. It's, it's, yeah, you have earned a lot of, not earned a lot of it, but you've gotten a lot of it. So much, so much. Yeah, sure. yeah, I, yeah, obviously, I don't know what he's doing nowadays. I remember he, uh, he was like borderline suicidal. He put up this video asking for money because he thought if he was on a vacation in Europe that it would fix everything. And uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't Wink send him like ten bucks or something? I think uh, there's controversy over that. I think Wink sent him some money, and Wink's justification was like, "Hey man, let's give him some money, get him the fuck out of here." Wings <laughs> made Wings made a, a tweet or a video or something showing his PayPal donation to the guy, which uh. to me felt like a betrayal. But obviously, Jesus said he never received that money, and that <laughs> apparently he just like started the PayPal transaction and didn't finish yeah, it. Yeah. He I don't didn't actually. I don't know what the truth is. Like, I, only Wings and so, OJ so, know. So knowing now that Wings simply lied about sending, obviously, Jesus Maybe. Money. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, most according OJ, to OJ, yeah. yeah, 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 according to I, him. I guess we can't hold it against Wings any more than we can his, his I, uh, what was he drinking instead of vodka that night? Like, we did a drinking episode, and, <laughs> and, 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 like, I like to drink at a party, but, like, sitting here, I don't want to get blasted. Like, like, I hate it. I really do. And we're just suffering through these drinks. I don't even remember what we had. It was something mm-hmm. I didn't want. I didn't want to be drinking what I was drinking, but I did it for the show. And Wings is over there with this big bottle. What did he have a bottle of? It was vodka, right? It was a bottle of uh, Dr. McGillicuddy's schnapps. Yes. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was full of fucking sugar water or, or Splenda yeah. or something Yeah, it was Crystal like Light. Sugar water. Crystal Light. He's sipping on iced tea over there wait, all night. But no, he wasn't. Like he was chugging like... it, right? So he, it, it was in a schnapps bottle or something. And the drink was like uh, fuchsia or like a bright pink of some sort. And uh, I'm like, oh, my God. Now, Wings doesn't know anything about drinking, right? Like, it, it, like he doesn't. He never grew up like drinking. He doesn't know his limits or what? 
No, he's like never, he doesn't he's even. Never done any he's never. He never had beer. He's never had alcohol. So he just went out and bought it. Seemingly like this really strong, like not a starter drink. And, uh, and he's drinking he, straight out of the bottle. Yeah, he's drinking straight out of the bottle. But he's like tipping the bottle, glug glug glug, <laughs> and putting <laughs> it down. Cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's crystal light, and and you know, two hours into the show, he's napping. Like, <laughs> just out cold. And it was all acting. It, and we didn't know. He fooled me. That's funny. He fooled us all. Yeah. He fooled us all. He came out on top. He, did, he only had to do half a show, and everybody was patting him on the back for it. When really, he was just getting a nice nap, enjoying his favorite tea. Now, when Taylor does a drinking episode, that shit's legit. Yeah. Dude, that's, honestly, I, I learned a while back. I'm like, I just know now, like, now that it's been five years of this shit, that getting fucked up, and just like you know, doing something live, I'm like, oh no! I look back at some of the things that I've done, and I'm literally like, oh my god, that's there forever. There's one like <laughs> I'm at like the Mass Effect uh, midnight release, and I'm fucked up in line. I'm like wasted. I just came from dinner, and I'm, I'm, I'm drinking. I'm getting wasted. I'm like Mass Effect's coming out, one of my favorite games. And I'm waiting in line, and it happened to be because I lived in Hollywood, the one where the Mass Effect creators were live streaming. And the guy like walks down and he's like, you guys excited for Mass Effect? And you hear my drunk ass like, fuck yeah, bitch. <laughs> and the guy, he doesn't like know me or anything. He walks over and he's like, hey, he's like, so uh, what are you most excited for in Mass Effect? And he like, gives you the mic. I'm like, I'm looking forward to getting blue blowjobs from that blue bit. And like, <laughs> and away. And he's like, oh, okay, that guy smells like alcohol. And I look back at it and I'm like, it's first of all, it's funny to me, but I'm also like, a part of me inside is I'm like, how could you go out like that? Yeah. And I got fucked up. Like, I got fucked up on a, a Twitch stream about a couple months ago and I like woke up and I was like, I like went into the computer. I'm like, is it still on? I'm like, did you turn it off? And I'm like looking around and I'm like, so like, I'm not ready for this. I like reload up the stream and I'm like, you know, like I'm in the stream and I'm like so fucking wasted drinking Jameson and I'm like saying the dumbest things that I think are funny and I'm laugh. I don't even, I'm not even looking at the chat and then I'm like, yo guys, I'm like, I'll be right back. And then I like, I'm gone for 12 minutes and then I come back and I'm like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I did all this. I'm like, I'm deleting the stream. I'm like, that's too crazy. And I'm like, every time I get fucked up on stream, I like, it basically like I I awaken like you know fucking. You wake 20... up with that feeling of like, oh no, like yeah, what, I, I, what I, I like awaken the 2010 sauce boss, and like my eyes go fucking. <laughs> I'm just like, I get in the zone. I'm just always like, all right, I can't get fucked up. In, in public also like I, I used to like go on to these like rap battle shows where like people would rap battle it's really interesting actually shout out to king of the dot and I would go and I would host some of them where you just stand there and watch the battle but I would get fucked up while doing it and they would always go on YouTube and I'd watch as like the first one I'm like sick battle and by the end of it I'm like <laughs> and I just happen to make for an ugly drunk too like a loud obnoxious like all my worst qualities come out I haven't had a drink in like 10 months by the way not you know what it makes it, it's making it sound like I'm an alcoholic and I made a change in my life. It's not like <laughs> it. I just I was just like oh yeah I'm just gonna stop drinking for a bit. So, you know we had a drink in uh, the last like I broke that on the five year anniversary episode. I like fucking swig Jack Daniels hard at the beginning, and like other than that like I don't like I go out at night and I'm like oh people are like drink I'm like oh no thank you I'm not working. It's like, <laughs> like the only time I'll shoot anything is like at work. Like when I'm out, I'm like, no, I'm not getting drunk. I'm out having a good time. 
you know, like, what am I going to drink for now? Ah, uh, you're getting older. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm 30. So you were talking about, uh, you're talking about games. What games are you excited about? Because what, Black Ops, does Black Ops come out tonight? That's yeah, like, literally to midnight like in, in a few like hours. A hour or something the like live that. streams have started. Every oh. time Black Ops is brought up, like, my blood boils at the thought of me not being in the Black Ops commercial and you being in it. I'm always <laughs> like, that's the fucking sickest game. I think about that all the time. Like, I was, I was so like happy about that one. I was somewhere. I forget where I was on the Black Ops commercial. I'm like, oh, that's chill. And then I see this girl. I'm like, is that I, Justine? I'm like, nah. And then, like, it keeps going. And then I'm like, what? I'm like, what? <laughs> I get a call, too. What the Dude, fuck? Dude, that thing was. And then fucking Robert Downey Jr. kills you. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I, I got to give the credit to Kitty uh, for, for getting that getting that negotiation done and, like, working, jumping through all those hurdles. Because there was lots of complications in getting that thing done. There was one thing, like. We thought the video was done and like we figured out the money and everything and figured out not uh, me not joining a, a Screen Actors Guild or some uh, union. I had to join a union and all this bullshit and I didn't want to do it. So I was like, fuck it, just don't pay me and pay the, the, the fine. So they had to pay like a $50,000 fine to get me into the thing and I just, I just didn't take any pay because I just wanted to be in the damn thing. You didn't get and paid so, at all for that? Now, well, they, they used my, my 50 grand to pay the fine that they had to pay for using non-union labor on their uh, What was your motivation for staying out of the screen actors deal? But the fine is only $1,500. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. God I'm kidding. damn it. <laughs> what? So, so and then the other thing that happened that popped up, they were like, um, they said, oh, well, they've discovered that you have a Call of Duty hate video on your channel. And now they're really turned off about the whole thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I have this video where I destroy Modern Warfare 2, like many of us made. Like, it, it wasn't a popular Call of Duty, so I took it out and shot it with some guns and stuff. And, and, and they were like, oh, they don't like this Call of Duty hate video. They don't think you're a real Call of Duty player. They don't think you like the game. And I was like, quick, screenshot all of my times played on Call of Duty 4, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking World at War, Modern Warfare 2, and send that shit over to them. And, that, and immediately they went, oh, okay, cool. Because <laughs> it's like hundred, it's hundreds of days played in, in, in these games, and, and like when they saw that, they realized that I did love the game. That it was just a, a joke. I had a, I had a deal with Wendy's, and they were like, "Yeah, we're super excited, but you have this post up on your website where you uh, on like an Epic Meal Time blog where you're saying uh, Wendy is a dirty little slut." <laughs> <laughs> And you're saying all these things, I'm like, uh, I'll delete it, but I'm like, I have a blog. <laughs> it's like, and I went to the website, I'm like, oh shit, like, I completely forgot. We used to like write articles out and stuff. And I'm like, damn, I'm like looking at this one. It was like, I was going in hard on Wendy's. I'm like, I still want to do it. I actually did a, a deal where I, where I sold my beard and Gillette. Like, we were actually going to do it with this other guy. And he said some like fucking crazy ass shit on his Facebook fan page. And they're like, yeah, they're like, so yeah, he's out. And I'm like, shit, he doesn't even know. You know, I'm like, sometimes people like you don't even know you do something. And it's like, you don't know the deal that could have been that never came knocking at your door or something like that, you know, for something as little as like, oh, shit, I'll just go delete that post. Or no, don't you know, I'm a huge Call of Duty fan. So that's the trickiest part is like you still there's still like as much as we could play like, oh, I don't give a fuck. There's still an amount of, you know, being conscious of what you put out there. You know, you're probably good the at coolest. this. I, I never know what I'm worth. 
when I go. And I, I once went to, I think it was VidCon, and I went to a Harley seminar, and I sat down, and I was like, Harley, how do you know how much you're worth? And I'm like, sometimes, I don't know if me mentioning something is worth 500, 5,000, 50,000. What should a thing cost? And uh, you're like, I just ask for all the money. How much money? All of it. I want all of your money. That's what you told me. And it was it was good and it was definitely funny, but I didn't know well, how to use it. Yeah. I, no, that's that's not like that's so funny because like back then like I'd be in character for those things. So you couldn't get anything useful out of me because I was like, Oh, what do you got? I'm like, you just fuck it. You know, like that's a real thing. <laughs> so like, you know, I mean, now still like you think about what you're worth, like the thing is like like I don't, you know, I've gotten paid to do an Instagram post before, and I'm like, damn, I'm like, you get paid this to like, you know, an Instagram post because I have 300,000 followers. I'm like, that's so cool. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. But then a year and a half later, it's like, why am I still getting paid the same amount even though I have like 550,000 followers on Instagram <laughs> now? Shouldn't I get paid more? But at the same time, I'm just posting a fucking picture. How could I even ask for more than you know, whatever? You know, mm -hmm. so you, you always stop and think. And the one thing that always, you know, before Epic Mealtime, like I was a teacher, you know what I mean? I did, it was one year of work, Monday to Friday with fucking crazy kids. Well, they were actually awesome kids. I was lucky. But, you know, Monday to Friday and I'm like, at the end of the year, like, you know, you make $35,000. And so when I put that in perspective to everything I do, I'm always like, well, I should be happy that they want to give me a hundred bucks to suck all their dicks. Yeah. I should be happy about this. I, you know, you never stop and then get like, because you almost feel like a diva when you're like, I should I should get more. Because you're already a part of, well, a part of me personally is already like, well, that's a, kind of a lot for that, to post a fucking picture. That's like nothing. But then you think about every, it's just, it's, it's a tricky thing. What your worth is, is definitely something that, you know, I oh. think even people don't know now. That's what makes this place and this job so exciting is people don't know. I have people quote me one thing and then other people literally it'll be like 10 times more. And I'm like, you guys are asking for the same thing and you're on completely different pages. I'm doing both, but still. It depends, <laughs> it depends which industry you're working with too. Like mm -hmm. if you're working with movies and, uh, and, and game developers, then it's, then it's one ballpark. If you're dealing with somebody who makes a product like a flashlight or something or, or a firearm, you're, you're in another category. Uh, it's, it's, it's all different. And, and it can't, like you said, it can be tenfold sometimes. You know, one guy wants to pay a million for something and one guy wants to pay a thousand for something and, and it, they're virtually the same thing. Which is why I'm starting up my makeup channel. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I thought, if I thought I could make a cosmetics channel right now and just get 250,000 subscribers, I'd end it all. That, that's all I'd do. I'd, I'd I, I, would, I, would, I would change genders immediately. I'd be, I'd, be a, I'd be a millionaire 10 times over by the end Every of this Every episode year. is going to look shit, like one of those my boyfriend does my so makeup. Well. Those CPMs yeah. are so fucking high. The product placement is so like perfect because like mm -hmm. your whole perfect the it's whole like yo look what i bought at the mall and you like dump it on your bed and you're like ta-da and like that's the video it gets three million views it's built-in advertising because the people watching you apply makeup want to know what kind of makeup you're using they're 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 hungry for, for to learn about new types of cosmetics you know it's huge now too kids toys oh yeah i've heard that yeah those guys yeah they're like you know what so you see like toys getting like 35 million views it's like a fucking five-year-old on daddy's ipad like boop Dude, you're right. And, and every fucking day, and like advertisers are like pumping commercials and that shit, like it was Saturday morning cartoons. You know what I mean? People gave me so much. I used to do a, a series where I um 
I put things in microwaves and microwaved them. And it was like things that would explode. I did shotgun shells, bullets. I did spray paint cans. A lot of times there'd be fires and stuff coming out of it. And uh, my, my daughter Hope and I would do like the like the setup. Like, oh, this time we're doing you know, CO2 cartridges. And, and people acted like I was the devil. But when I see these 12 year olds doing product reviews and such and it's professionally done and so it's like these are real child actors um i guess it's not bad i, I don't know what to make of it but it, it's it's definitely like someone's it's pulling the bad. strings there money. Let do it. well i was thinking like dc toys is like a woman's hands and it's just her hands like opening up like really little toys it's like a trip and it has like 28 million views and sometimes like i look at some videos and like, you know what, one thing I, 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 I rarely, rarely, rarely ever do is I never go and I'll never look at another YouTuber and I'll be like, shit, content, you're garbage. You know, I'm always like, I look at it, if I don't like it, I'm like, maybe I'm too old. Like, that's where I got to. I got to that point where I'm like, I look at it and I'm like, this isn't shit. Just whatever is good and whatever is shit to me doesn't matter anymore. There's a new standard or whatever. But like, I look at some videos and it's not like I... I, I, I bash the art of it or whatever. I'm just always like, how the fuck does this? Like, uh, I know, a perfect it's like example. The PewDiePie effect. Like, I tried, Dude. and I realized it's for younger people, but I also feel the way you do, where it's like, how the fuck the is this as big as it is? Imagine well, me. PewDiePie, I gotta say, PewDiePie, check out uh, YouTube Academy. It's the first thing I've ever watched of hit where I was like, this is hilarious. Like it's, it was like, he has like three episodes and I'm like, this is, I'm like, I love this. I'm like, this is funny to me. I'm like, look at me. I'm like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking hip. I'm like watching the PewDiePie video and enjoying myself. I'm like, I'm fucking, I get the kids these days, but his YouTube Academy ones are good. And he also, he did a couple of vlogs and his vlogs were really funny also. I like PewDiePie, the guy, I don't know him. But based on what I've seen, I like his Vanity Fair uh, interviews and, and some of the times when he talks about money or he did a video about turning off comments and stuff. And, and I like that stuff a lot. His mainstream content, content that everybody likes, I, I, I don't hate it at all. Just like you. I just say, I'm not his demo. I bet if PewDiePie were to somehow run across this, he'd be like, yeah, that's a 42-year-old dad. Like, it's not my demo. You know, he, yeah. it's... It is what um, it is. And a perfect example also is like, uh, you know, like I, I find Roman Atwood vlogs very interesting. He has one that he did like this past summer where he's like, yo, it's a 360 degree vlog. You know, check it out. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw that. And I think. It has 15 million views. And like I look at that and I'm like, oh, my God. Like you put up a fucking 360 video camera in the middle of your living room and you got 15 million views. That's like what I got paid as a teacher working full time <laughs> and fucking post it up in your living room. I look at stuff like that and I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, top Viners, some serious knowledge. Yeah, they make a, ton, don't they? a top Viners integrated vine can sell for 70 to a hundred thousand dollars. So like you see your favorite Viner and he's like, but at best smarties. <laughs> <laughs> that six seconds was 80 K in his pocket. And maybe he paid like a couple other viners a thousand to five thousand to revine it just to pump it up a bit. But like that's ultimately like he's netting, you know, what I made a full year as a teacher in like one six second video, like shooting smarties in his mouth or whatever. The money you know, just the money can be crazy. I have um you mentioned teachers, I have a couple of relatives who are teachers. And uh it often sinks home with me like like usually I don't make it in a thing, but I'll have like a weekend or something that's like, ah oh, shit, this weekend was a teacher's annual salary. 
Like that's that's crazy. It is. It's it's a wild thing, and that's what always puts things in perspective for me. And I also, you know, I work uh, very close with, you know, my brother's my partner and he's not on the show and he's got a family. So like, it's, it's like all very grounding. Like I'm fortunate in the sense that I'm like, man, if Epic Mealtime blew up for me two years before even, I'd be a fucking idiot. I would have been such an, a moron, you know? Mm. I'm kind of lucky where it happened to me in my life. And, you know, I kind of surround myself with good people. So it all ends up all in all being a good thing. But, you know, I always think about how close I could have been to fucking this up. Dude, I, they're in the gaming community. There are a lot of people who you see just blow money on the, like amazing cars or drugs or, you know, and it oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah, it's like these guys got too rich too early in their life and now it's gone. And, and I, I think they'll look back forever and be like, wow, now I have a 30 year mortgage on a $250,000 house that I pay off month after month after month. I shuffle money around. It's like so hard. Whereas I made 250 in two months, you know, back in the day. And now I'm spending a lifetime. Some of those stories are like legitimately sad of those people who were like all stars when we first started getting paid for Machinima with our like not great CPMs, <clears throat> but half decent. And they were huge, making like at $30,000 a week. And now you go to their channel and it's like they're getting 7,000 views a video. They've lost everything. And every video is like oh. a 10 minute long segment of how they're going to get back on track with uploading and like, hey, just coming back to. You know, this time's for real. I got plans for Aww. these series. Are you talking about X Jaws? Uh, you just I was described X Jaws. There's a couple more, but yeah, yeah it's, poor, it's sad. I, I feel you know, I don't I, know him very well. But, but I thought, I, I were you know, thinking I, of that I, one? I ran, in, I ran into him actually not too long ago, and but didn't he like just stop? Wasn't he like, yo, I'm out, I'm out of the game. I don't want to do this anymore. I want yeah, to work behind quit. the scenes on stuff. He, um, uh, there's more to it than that. Kyle knows the whole story. I'm sure what he does. Too. I, I don't. I don't want to like throw his business all out there. But you know, he tried to do other things. He tried to make money. Um, I know he was doing a thing where he was trying to um, like represent um, um, like real life, so real celebrities like Bieber and other rappers and stuff like on social media. Be like a a social media advisor, if you will, or something oh, like that. Oh, uh, Soldier Boy. I met yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would go uh. to Soldier Boy's house, and he would be there sometimes. Ah. Uh. Well, and and you know, I, I think what, what a weird is, thing that see him there yeah. like right. I, yeah. It wasn't like what are you doing here? It was like <clears> kind of <throat> like I was like, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, for the life of me, cannot remember why I was at Soldier Boy's house. That's okay. Neither can Sam. So <laughs> things, you know, and he's and Sam's like ten years younger than us, mm -hmm. even like so so like. He he was just way too young to be sucked into that, and uh, I I think it you know the the vices got the better of him, and, and he got a little out there uh, and started getting into some some nonsense, and he really got a little loopy there at the end. I, I'm sure he's fine now. I bet he's gotten back grounded and he's. I saw him not too long ago. He looked great. He looked very good. healthy and everything. That's good. Uh, not yeah. anything that I could say. I don't you know I, I I don't know. I forget where I saw him recently, but it was in the last like two months. But you know I have this thing like. I see people uh, going and going on their social media, their YouTube, whatever, and being like, "Yeah, you know, I'm out the game, blah blah," or "I'm gonna do this, that," and I like, you know, not anyone specific, but I have a general thought of many people, and this was something that like I remember watching YouTube in, you know, 2006, 2007, 2008, like so early, and watching, and I'd be like, "Man, people watch this. You can get that. That's so crazy." And I did like so many channels before Epic Meal Time. And then when Epic Meal Time happened, I was so like, I'm like, I'm gonna cherish this thing. 
this thing is so valuable and this number of subscribers, not in a competitive manner, is important to me in the sense that these are all the people that have clicked for me. Like I got to give them something. And I'm so lucky that this many people ever once or want to or that there's a percentage of this people that still or anything, I'm just going to cherish it. And when I see people like, you know, be like, oh, yeah, I'm done with YouTube, I'm kind of like, how could you? You know, or even even someone on Vine, if they're not doing their Vine, I'm like, how could you? Like, so many people, do you know how lucky you are that you have this and how many, there's like, like there's, you know, you have, you know, X million followers, subscribers or whatever, or likes, and, you know, there's 10 times million more people that want what you have. And like, you have it, and so to change up, it's like, whatever you're doing, I almost feel like if you've made the commitment to social media, whatever you're doing, or wherever you're gonna go in your life, like, bring them with you. Let them see, let them do whatever, you know? Like, I was thinking of that girl who just, you know, her Instagram, she came out and she was like, yeah, this picture. I took it a thousand times to make sure it looked good. You know what I'm talking about? That girl, she deleted her Instagram and stuff. Oh, there was this girl, I had never heard of her, but she was an influencer on Instagram with like 600,000 followers. And she was like, I'm deleting my YouTube and all my blah, blah, blah. And she deleted her Snapchat and everything. And she has all these subscribers and everything. And then she went back on all her Instagram photos and changed the caption. To be like where it was like day at the beach, she changed it to like I took a hundred pictures this day making sure my stomach looked perfect and you know the insecurities that it gave me and blah blah. And she was kind of like social media is the devil. So like know? passive aggressive I don't think so. trying to get well, attention. Because she brought it all back in the end and made a bunch of money. I've heard that story, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so what happened, yeah, was yesterday she ended up doing <laughs> this thing being like, yeah, so I'm out of social media, but, you know, my real life costs money. So, like, can you guys send me money so I don't have to go back to being, to doing social media type thing? And then <laughs> it made everything else look kind of weird. But this this other YouTuber I know, uh, I saw read an article. His name's uh, Outback Zach. He used to make videos. He does other shit now. But he put up this. He made this comment, being like, "No, social media isn't a lie." He's like, "You just lied on it." He's like, "You didn't have to take a hundred pictures. You chose to do that. Whatever you choose to do, that's what it is." You know, he's like, "Social media is whatever you make it. So whatever your problem with it is, like that's how you handle it." How clever! I, I, and I saw that and I was like, "It's true." Like, you know what I mean? Like, I like. You know, I played a character on social media for like three years of my life. You know what I mean? Even now, like I'm kind of like a sometimes a quasi type thing. But I mean, uh, yeah. So it's so you talked about the value of it. One of the things I take a lot of value in, it's not monetizable, but um, a lot of the videos on my channel were life advice type stuff. And some of it was not important, like friend zone or whatever. And some other parts of it were about, you know, ambition, discipline, work ethic. It was and a about... lot of masturbation and penis. <laughs> that was like 70% of it. That's not true, but it, it is kind of true. <laughs> Here, I'll touch on that in a second. But um, a lot of it, you know, like toxic friends is a big thing, right? You know, these guys in high school, they hang out with friends, but the friends are mean to them and how to deal with situations like that. Loneliness, depression, suicides, you know, scared of surgeries coming up and, and, um, um, you know, people whose parents were not good parents and how to you know, cope with that. And uh, now it's like the rewards start rolling in. People write me on Reddit literally every day, sometimes several times a day, thanking me for advice that I gave them that had some sort of impact on them. And uh, it, you know, I, I reply to most of them, but it, it means more to me than you might guess. Like, oh, wow, I feel like, you know, obviously I didn't change the world or anything, but in that little bit I nudged it, you know, in a positive I, direction. I, I relate to that. I was a high school teacher and, you know, the first class I ever substituted for in the seventh grade was the class I watched graduate when I first taught as a real teacher 
And so watching kids go through high school, and that's pretty much what I saw was just one rotation until Epic Mealtime happened. But like that fulfillment, it's like a really strong sense. And I almost feel like what you're doing is even deeper because it was like a stranger. And you kind of just send the message out there and then a stranger hits you back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like um, meeting I like meeting people who know me in like completely random places and just sizing them up, engaging who they think I am, because um, it it varies dramatically. We we were I just flew back from Texas the other day and I was in the airport in San Antonio, and uh, and me and uh, Chad who who works on a, a gun channel called Iraq Veteran Eight 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 Eight, he gets recognized and uh, four eights, yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's four of them. Uh, he gets recognized on the way to the bathroom, and, and and as the guy recognizes him, and he stops, the guy also like catches me and recognizes me. So like I go and piss and come back out, and we're talking to this guy and everything. And I don't remember what came up, but Chad says to him, you know, he's like, but you know, it's the internet. He's like, don't believe everything you read. And I was like, but seriously though, I am ex Spetsnaz. I killed a lot of fucking servants <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> I took ears, scalps. Whatever it took, we ran a war of terror over there, my friend. And he I'm goes, "Telling you now in this terminal." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm standing out here in the airport, and he goes, "Oh, okay then. All right, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I'm just like, "Dude, I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you." <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, okay. Right, well, you know, nice meeting you both. I, I still think he believes yeah. that, that I'm ex Spetsnaz, and I, I have like Serbian ears somewhere on a necklace right now. Dude, like, he told his friends about that, where he was like, "Yeah." Then he said he. You know, he's like, no, he's a bunch true. of years, and then he told he me was he scared. wasn't really Spetsnats, but that's what someone in Spetsnats would say. Yeah. <laughs> they would tell you they weren't there. You know? Choose your own ears, adventure. Scouts, whatever. No. He, was just, he was so freaked the fuck out. I, was, I like messing you with people like that. You do have a good like poker face, so I could see how like, yeah, you could start. Yeah, that's what I was like thinking, them. too. But yeah. He, he probably, probably started looking oh, at I sold you and it, 100%. a little partial smile, and then you just yeah. mean mugged him for a second and continued with your Oh, I did. I totally did. Like When I got to the Serbian part, I was like, a lot of Serbians. <laughs> Harley, Harley, what do you got? In, is TV in your future? What's up with that? Um, so I did this show, Epic Meal Empire, which is I mm -hmm. fucking love it. It's the show that you know, Epic Meal Time, basically reality show, but it's like a tongue in cheek, like we know we're in a reality show. Like we kind of, like we literally beat for beat, completely ripped off a Duck Dynasty episode. <laughs> it's like one where like he goes back and he's like what's going on with the duck calls and like they have a debate like oh it's the shipping it's the packing so like I have one where I come back and I'm like what's going on with the bacon shirts no it's the shipping it's the packing I'm like oh yeah and I'm like I, 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 I go through and at the end of it I'm like you know you think the the Romans ever had a problem with the blah 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 or you think those guys who make the duck whistles ever had a problem and one of the guys like well actually there was that one episode where I'm like shut up <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun because it was like a reality show, but we made fun of how it was a reality show. Um, and we did 17 episodes, so we did two seasons. And they, uh, they, it's now airing on Comedy Central in the UK, but in the US, it was on this channel FYI. And they have, uh, at the time, they had a mostly like middle-aged female demographic. So it's like the exact opposite of anyone that would ever give a fuck about Epic Meal Time. It was like you'd watch like Love at First Sight. And then right after I'm like, oh, Jack Daniels mentioned this. <laughs> it's kind of like who's, who's it for? Um, but then I did uh, – I filmed a pilot with them. I probably can't say exactly what the details are, but it's a, like a food travel show to an extent. And uh, uh, now we're in the talks of that because they didn't – 
want another epic meal empire or at least it's on standby who knows but they did want to do another food show so i did that pilot and i really liked working with fyi because they they let me you know own my shit and you know they gave me a lot of control and stuff like that and that's why i'm really proud of epic meal empire like regardless of what happens with the show like i look back at epic meal empire i'm like it's just fucking hilarious uh you know, you should go pirate that shit if you guys haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it might be on iTunes if you want to flip your boy like 10 bucks or whatever, however much it costs. I don't know. But um, yeah, like I really like, uh, I really liked it. You know, it was cool. And the TV creation process is like a scary one because at every corner, it's like, uh, you know, you make a wrong turn, make a wrong move, you fucked up. A huge corporation owns your channel now. Like, you know, you. You gotta like it's it's not even a joke. Like you gotta be protective a little bit of your stuff and your brand and everything you're doing. Because I mean, in our case, what we're doing exists before we do whatever else we want to do. And you know, every time I every time I do something, I want to carve out epic meal time. I also want to carve myself out. You know what I mean? I've been doing uh, daily vlogs lately. I don't want that to end up the property of something else. Or I don't want to be able. I don't want to be like censored. The most I was ever censored was I did a a brand deal with Schick. And they shaved my beard. And it was the, I couldn't show my face for a month. And it was the month that like Periscope came out and Meerkat. And it was my first, uh, I, I, it was like my second Can month I, was with it, my Twitch channel. Shik, that was the one where there was a line, like, I like to think the world isn't losing a beard, they're gaining a face. Is this the one I'm, am I on this? Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. I, yeah. I thought that was a different company, but anyway, carry on. I, no, yeah, it was Shik. Uh -huh. uh, and, uh, yeah, and like I was like Twitch streaming at the time and like I couldn't show my face. And people were like, where is your, I'm like, I can't, I don't, there's no, it's not happening. And like my Instagram, like I banked up like a month worth of photos and stuff. And we, we filmed like Epic Meal Time. And even on Epic Meal Time, like we, I had my beard and, and we, sh we filmed like two months worth of episodes, shaved my beard. And so when I got back to filming Epic Meal Time, my beard had already started to come back for the most part. So it wasn't like there was a bald faced episode, but I don't even know how I got sidetracked so quickly. It would be awesome if you did the Mr. Wilson home improvement thing or tool time, like, like that. Family partner, or the, hey neighbor. <laughs> you know? yeah, for my, uh, for my, my streams, I thought about like just putting my face down there. But all it needed was one quick like this, and right. it's like, oh, you just lost all your money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, so why did they care about shaving your beard? Because the, the big reveal was we shaved this this beard, and here's the video, and you didn't know about it until now, and so all the press would be attached to that video. Ah. Yep. Yeah, but so like I mean, you know, you want to have control in those senses, and like you know, when you get into bed with like a big TV corporation, it's really easy for them to take that type of stuff from you. To be like, you yeah. can't do. Uh, like if your TV show is doing something with Taco Bell, then your internet show can't do something with McDonald's. Like that's a problem if you're losing on a McDonald's deal that technically might be bigger than 10 episodes of a TV show, you know? It, it's, I've, I've seen a lot of contracts where, like when I read it, it looks like they own your whole channel and your whole everything. And yeah, they're they like, do. that's the first draft. They, 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 that's what every first yeah, draft looks yeah. like. It's and, like, hey, sign here. Your soul is included, and we will need some blood to. And, to, and to I push back, off. and I'm like, it says here that it owns everything and everything. And they're like, oh no, no, that's just within the context of this project. If you look yeah. at the top, there's something or whatever. I'm like, this seems. Can we clear, like, get some clarity around this language? Because they're I, like, that's one. <laughs> way to interpret it yeah we own your soul like, <laughs> yeah yeah i think you would catch that <laughs> yeah and it's like i and, and oh here's it i remember so in the gaming community especially there used to be a big thing like you're stupid read your contract 
like I, I don't think I'm stupid. I throw around the degree thing a lot, right? I have two college degrees and a master's and I can still miss a lot of stuff in this contract. Like I'm literate and even people who are literate need help reading a contract sometimes. They're intentionally tricky. And uh, I, Kitty used to help me. I'd take it and I'd pass it to her and just get a second set of eyes to look for all the gotchas they put in it because it it seems like they're just playing dirty pool. Like it's it's a tactic yeah. they use. It's, it's lawyers that like write contracts from what I gathered of it is they're trying to write a sentence that means something that you don't want, but they have to write the sentence in a way that you won't really think about what it's saying. And and that a lawyer could look at it one way, and another lawyer could look at it another way, and you know it's 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 really crazy. That's like the point I, of it. I always say, like I mean, people talk to me like, oh yeah, this that this. I'm like, yeah, here's my advice, blah blah blah. I'm like, but ultimately, in your scenario, just go see a lawyer for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you I, just have to. I what the big lesson I learned it wasn't big dollar game Dunzo. I don't know if you probably some of you have heard of game oh, Dunzo. I remember that. They had this thing where um, <laughs> they had dedicated servers for Call of Duty, and basically one of the people in the lobby would be a bot, and that bot was in a data center with great bandwidth, and you know, in the middle of the internet. Uh, interchanges and whatever so um they i think the number it was either 750 and 1500 or 1500 and 3000 depending on if i delivered half of it or all of it and uh, the language around what it took to deliver all of it was really fishy so i had them explain it to me orally and i was like oh okay all right now i get it first month they're like nope you get the lower number and i'm like really what yeah yeah you didn't do this and like but that's not what you said oh sure it is all right fine second month deliver no that's a halfer you know cuz uh, this <laughs> and that i'm like no you explained it like with the, don't you remember when you said this this and this and you know how sometimes you can repeat back like a sentence word for word he had no memory of that you know <laughs> so, so, like like third month comes along and I'm like, all right, now we know, right? There's no question about this anymore. This is the third time we're doing this. And it's like, Woody, bro, we're friends here. Why are you turning the screws on me? Like, motherfucker, you know, because <laughs> we're not friends. We're business like associates. Yeah. You hired me to do a thing. I've done a few three months in a row now, and you keep trying to half pay me. And How many months a, did you stay with them? Three. Oh. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a big thing I've noticed like in the sense of uh, like YouTube creators and people that I talk to and I guess maybe I'm just fortunate to be a shrewd guy it's probably because I'm a f- hook-nosed thieving Jew but anyways <laughs> so what will happen is I'll, I'll like talk to people and they'll be like yeah like this guy said that and that. I'm like this guy said that they'll be like yeah because like you know he's my manager and he said I'm like no I'm like that guy is not your manager I'm like that guy is an employee of so-and-so and and -and so-and-so has this relationship with you you have to understand like this guy is concerned about his shit and your shit i mean like your shit is his shit and he wants your shit to be this so he's gonna give you this and that but that's not because he's advising you he's patting his wallet i'm like you have to understand like you know people can approach you and be like yeah i'm your manager I'm like, yeah, you're not my fucking manager. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. I'm like, my mom's my manager. 
I'm like, you're fucking trying to... <laughs> it, <laughs> the best way to like... avoid all these problems is to just never get popular enough that people care. <laughs> just, just stay in that lowest level of popularity. Just coast. You know? One thing that, that I learned that, that served me well is, is you have to look at people's motivations and then that can drive how suspicious you need to be, right? You know, so like you know, your mom, of course, she's motivated through love and whatever. If you had a, uh, an outside person who was your agent and all of his earnings were a percentage of yours, then his motivation is, of course, to make that pie as large as he can so that his piece is as large as it will be. But if you're like buying a house, something I did not long ago, it's like this real estate agent, his goal is to close a house with as little effort as possible, right? He's not trying to get it as cheap. He's just trying to close. You know, when, when your real estate agent hires your home inspector, he's hiring a home inspector that is a yes man, right? That guy's not trying to check your house out thoroughly. If he, if he breaks a couple deals with this real estate agent, then the, he'll stop hiring him. And you just have to look at where the motivations and alliances are, are lined up. And then you know how suspicious you have to be. All right. So we got on this whole tangent by me asking Harley, what games are he going to play? that are about to come out because I mentioned God, Black Ops. that was Ops. an hour ago. That was an hour ago. So, <laughs> Black well, Ops is coming out. I'm, I'm um, going to purchase that tomorrow or download it tonight and play it tomorrow. And uh, I, but uh, Fallout 4 is coming out. That's another big one people are excited the tenth. about. The 10th. It's five days. I think. And yeah. Star Wars allowed, Battlefront. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to say Yes. That. You want to play some Battlefront together? I, I hope yeah. it's not curse words. We don't do that on this show. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I think this is all I can say. Um, I've played Fallout. Oh, I don't think I could say anything else. But we I, might assume you're excited about that one. Um, one could. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm like, I. I am eagerly anticipating like the Monday before where I could start to stream and stuff like that. Because I don't know. Fallout is. I always loved it. I always like those type of games. They're always so awesome. So Fallout Four is important to me. I have played the fuck out of Metal Gear Five. And I, I like keep going back to it. That game is. I honestly think that game's gonna get game of the year. Uh, I'm. I still want to play The Witcher Three DLC, but I, I gotta say, like, I mean, Black Ops Three is coming out, and I get excited. I always like. I'm a gamer, so like, I get excited about the hype of a game, anyways. Like, I like when there's a wave coming by. I'm always like, yeah, I'm on it. Um, but I don't know if I'm so eager for Black Ops. Yeah, uh, you know, it's. So I'm eager for Black Ops, but I will say it's not the same. Like, like, if you go back three years when Black Ops 3 is dropping, then the excitement and hype of Black Ops just sucks all the oxygen out of the room. Every other game is an also-ran. Like, oh, Black Ops and Borderlands are dropping. Who gives a fuck about Borderlands? Even when Skyrim dropped, which in hindsight had great legs. Like, Skyrim turned out to be a game people loved. But... To me, you know, look, November is Black Ops month. I'm sorry, Call of Duty month, and no one cares about anything else. This time, I, I think there's a lot of people more excited about Fallout than COD. Did you oh, see the new commercial? Uh, they're still the playing Fallout on one. Uh, no, the the COD, oh, I saw both the, those commercials. Oh, the y'all y'all know about Kevin. Yeah, you'll know about Kevin. Oh, it's fucking I, I like sick that. ass That's commercial. Smart. I, I really like that commercial. They're they're playing on the thing that you know everybody's a soldier, whatever, and and you know you've got the guy standing there. He's like. Can, can, should we watch it? Because it's like it's like two minutes. Sure, it's pretty entertaining. It's really sick. Yeah, I, love I, I like it. it. Yeah, it's I like great, the effects. I like everything. They, they make good commercials. I'm really only excited about zombies. Me like, too. I, yeah, I can imagine not playing. Multiplayer yeah, Jeff Goldblum's in that, right? 
Yeah, he yeah, yeah. They get yeah. good actors for zombies. Yeah, I don't recall who the rest of them are, but, uh, but, but yeah. You know, you know what's a turnoff for me? And like I said, Metal Gear happened also. Metal Gear turned out to be one of my favorite games this year. It's a turnoff that like it's also out on previous generation consoles. Mm. Yeah. Like that, that irks me so much. I, it, you know it's holding it back to some extent. Well, I look at I look at Black Ops and I'm like, man, like, you know what? I don't know. And okay, I could like pick this bone with Call of Duty real quick because I, I I could say a couple things. Like, I am I am, uh, and it's not for anything. I'm not comparing games. I'm just giving you context of me. They don't have anything to do with one another. I'm a huge Halo fanboy. I am a huge Battlefield fanboy. Um, I think Modern Warfare is like was one of the sickest games on Xbox 360, hands down. Um, I love World of War. I, I lo- when Black Ops came out, Black Ops always took the angle for me where I was like so intrigued by the story. Like I remember Black Ops was a Black Ops two where like horseback in like Afghanistan 1980. I'm like, what a cool setting that's never been. Uh, Africa, they're running at you with machetes. I'm like, how fucking cool is that? Um, but now, like I'm looking at. Call of Duty, and I'm like, man, Call of Duty doesn't need fucking jetpacks. Call of Duty doesn't need rope. You know what Call of Duty needs? Call of Duty needs me and my friends to get in a fucking Jeep together and drive. Call of Duty needs to have, like, it doesn't need walls that can break, but it needs, like, I'm, I'm kind of tired, and I guess because, you know, it's like one of these, like, majorly competitive games, but Call of Duty is like every map is essentially a closed-off area with nooks and crannies and it everyone so far every call of duty i played gets to the point where like it's so methodical that it's like go here and grenade there or aim down this alley because when it gets to the point these end up being the choke points mm-hmm. and it always so repetitive whereas like i i will compare it directly <coughs> now where like as you know someone myself I, I really enjoy battlefield fucking crazy acts of god happen in battlefield and i know a tomahawk throw is on the same level but there's like a thousand things like that in battlefield yeah, guys jumping out of jets doing something crazy in rpg jumping back into the jets. yeah like battlefield has crazy it, shit it, it does the only reason it's not more popular than call of duty is because of the game speed like people like call of duty because they want to start the game and three seconds later be if able you've to kill got someone. five minutes to kill you can be like I'm going to squeeze in a game of free-for-all and you'll knock it out I, I guess that's true like you know another thing about it is like you know, I always like I grew up playing Halo a lot and people always were kind of like Halo is a, a noob game. It's so slow and like the mm-hmm. characters, you know, because it used to run at 30 frames. Now it does 60. But like people are like, oh, Halo. But I always found that like in Call of Duty, someone with an SMG who's never played before can walk into a room and like spray and pray and actually get three kills. Yeah. Like that could happen. Yeah, it's possible. And those they could be advanced players. Like, That's one a- person who's never played Halo before cannot go into a room and spray and pray and get three kills. Mm-hmm. Like, Halo is, you know how many times i played Halo with people and they'll play and they, I'm like, how did I not get that kill? And it's like, because you got to finish or your teammate has to finish. Like, it's so... If, if it's I go chance. up against a CSGO pro and I, you know, we play to like 15 kills or something, I'll probably... nothing. 15 that's, what to nothing. that's what's gonna happen to me yeah yeah 15 to nothing. and i have played against cod pros you know and i'll go like five and 15 yeah it's you not know? 15 to nothing no yeah, no yeah. yeah i'll get my kills in and i remember um 
Excal did a commentary. I forget what game he liked at the time. This is years ago. It was like Friday Night Fights or something, but it was a shooter. And he's like, I will kill that guy a hundred times out of a hundred because I'm better than him. In yeah. COD, you know, that guy might get might win a third of the time. Third of the time. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And you're right. You ever watch it? Do you, are you familiar with Excal? You ever see him play? Oh. He's this uh, he's this Asian dude from uh, from Texas. Not a lot of those. Got, not a lot of them. <laughs> and so that means he doesn't have anybody to like socialize with there in Texas. So all he does <laughs> is become like the Edward Scissorhands of video games or something. I don't know. He, he's just like a fucking freak at every game. Like take the hardest games that are out there, like that Ninja Gaiden game. That yeah. game's so hard to play that like I tried to play it and I was like, this is no fun. This is like a challenge to even like do what is considered yeah. moving in this game. Like I couldn't walk down a corridor or whatever. I, I had to be running on the walls and throwing shuriken. Yeah. This guy's a master at it. He's like, he's he's like the Bobby Fischer of video games. He really is just a next level player at it's conceivably every game he touches. But not real player. life. In real life, full uh, Excal. I hope you see this. You are a douchey douchebag. Like other douchebags <laughs> look up to you. Like you. Are what such, did he do to you? We're all big fans of you. You're just not a nice man. No, and he's I, not cool at all. That, I think you're <laughs> but why is he not? Why is he not we a don't nice think man? I never he, really watched this. He's stuff. just a rude guy, and he and and he's just uh, he's not a kind person. I don't know what else to say. Like he's well, not a nice. You know, person. I I like we, you're we. I don't know anything about him, and I'm just gonna like completely judge a person I've never met before or anything like yeah. that. But like <laughs> the sure way works. you describe him with the gaming and stuff, like I'm a I'm a huge gamer, and I am blessed with uh, like social skills to an extent, and I have like some of my my best friends are gamers, and like they're dickheads. Because that's just like, that's just kind of like, gamers tend to be like that. A lot of like, my best friends are literally dickheads and it's not like they mean to be or they're trying to be, but like geeky nerdy people can just come off as like mean sometimes. I, and I, it's, I think he's a god in his circle, right? Cause he's so good at what he does. And that might have influenced the way that he's learned social skills, you know, and he just doesn't peer well and stuff. Yeah, I, I don't have anything against him. He's just always been mean and rude to me in every uh, circumstance ever. Yeah. Um, you know, or, or, or just dismissive, you know, but like, just don't dismissive. you feel like sometimes, especially like meeting you, it happens with me sometimes is like, I'll meet someone and their guard will be up based on what they gather of me. This from is like playing videos. video games with him though. This is like, you know, being on a call of duty lobby with the guy. Oh, like, I remember the one time I played with that guy with, Excal. Was it in my lobby? It was like four years ago. Uh, no, it was me, oh. Excal, and maybe Blame Truth or someone was in there. And we were playing zombies on Dare Ice. And yep. Blame Truth was really nice and cool, mm -hmm. like the whole time. And I, I made the mistake of going down a couple times, like right before I was getting drugged. And I was like, oh shit. And Excal just laid into me about how I was just awful and terrible and I shouldn't even be playing. Like, why are you even here? And it was like, I oh, played Jesus. the game trying not to, like, I just the, was trying to not piss him off. Yeah, yeah. That that's the that was my whole yeah. like goal in the game. It was like, well, let's not make Excal dislike me anymore. Well, it sounds he clearly like already does. It, it sounds like he has an interesting uh, like strategy of leadership skills. Actually, <laughs> you guys are falling in line. It, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're trying our hardest for this guy. Like, like yeah, you don't no, want to disappoint him. But he's, he, he really is talented on another level. He would we would have like an eighteen man free for all on Rust and Modern Warfare Two Call of Duty, and he you know eighteen people on the it's smallest so map chaos. with air support on. It's chaos, right? There's no way that the cream yeah. will ever rise to the top because of the randomness. 
Nah. Not when X Cal's in the room. He's dropping AC 130s on us. On yeah. us. Yeah. On that's us. a thing. Like, I, so I did a thing um, I, I, early on when my YouTube channel was first exploding. One of the coolest parts about it was that I could start playing with all the people that would previously like. I just wasn't their peers, so I'd never get to play with them. And uh, I know I played with Kyle. I think Wings was there. I think Taylor came in. I mean, Pyro Puncher was there, and Pyro Puncher was close to Xcal, so we got him. And uh, so everyone in this lobby is a, a YouTuber. Call of Duty player. I didn't want to say those words, but we all get played to play the game in one way or another. It, we're, we're all playing the game like like with a fucking time clock. At like, the we're very all least, four hours in a day everyone's in hardcore about COD. You know, if you don't want to say we're MLG, that's fine. But and we're not. But everyone's a hardcore COD player, and amongst the hardcore COD players, Xcal was just wiping us down. It, it was it was ridiculous. And uh, and being and, and, and he was, he was so a dick the whole time. Oh, not like, casual. He's just like he's insulting us. He's upset with us. <laughs> he's you know and like he'd get like a thirteen kill streak and be not happy with that. You know, <laughs> like it, it was. He dropped the AC-130 arms, and then after that, he fucking left the lobby. It didn't say a word or something like that. He he just just always a rude guy. And I've played zombies with him before, and I've played Battlefield with him before, and I I don't know. I don't know why he's such yeah. a mean spirited guy. I think early on I we always... invited them to this show, and instead of saying no, thank you, or I'm not interested, or I'm busy, or whatever, he'd like grab video game clips, like I'm not interested in your bullshit. And he'd upload it as a response to our invitation to the show. And it's like, you're such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he would do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's that's really funny. If he did it with the right cadence, that's really funny. <laughs> a jerk. Just He's a, a jerk. dick. He's a dick. And, and, he doesn't uh, even do YouTube anymore, does he? Tell you one thing. I don't know. Yeah, he's still, I think he's still, he's still doing it. Up somewhere okay. on some hard-ass game, I guarantee he's you. Got a, he's, got a, he's got a sub from me after that. <laughs> yeah. Go check him out. He's got an amazing channel. I like, like when he plays a game, he masters it. He plays it on fucking hard, and it's easy for him seemingly. Yeah, but you uh, know he, he plays like, a lot of Fallout at, at a super high level. Yeah, I like. Uh, I mean, what I watch gaming wise is it's so funny. I I watch a lot of gaming on Twitch. I watch like. Uh, um, it's just because it happens every day. Like I'm a cutie pie. It goes on every day, and I don't play League. I've never played it. I installed it on my computer, never started it. And like, I'll watch this guy play while I answer emails and stuff in the morning because he's just there every day. And I'm just like, fucking go see this guy, you know? And he's just like a, 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 an interesting looking dude. And then I'll watch Future Man on Twitch whenever he goes on just because he's fucking. He's interesting also. He's got a shtick and I like his shtick. And on YouTube, I watch. Uh, I think his name is Dunkey. He only makes like a goofy ass video like once every two weeks or so where he's like yelling at Skyrim and mispronouncing stuff. He's got like goofy stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I never really stop and like watch people with mad skills in gaming. You know, that's a rare, that's a rare occurrence for me beyond, beyond I'm a cutie pie who's very good at league. Like I don't watch people who, who have skills. I just kind of like get, it's almost like I, I'm a guy that likes white noise. So when I'm working, I like my TV on. Even when I'm sleeping, I like my TV on. And so, like, I'll go on these gaming things and I'll just kind of like, it's there and it's like in the back. And that's kind of like how I started watching vlogs also. Like, I'll just go and like, those will be on. <coughs> and it's like a long thing. And I'm like, I want to watch something where I don't have to flip much. I can put it on and it's there. Um, hmm. Yeah. yeah so long Woody, I, like I have a question for you, Woody. Go on. Are we going to play, play some zombies this weekend? 
Want to make do some PK plays? PK plays fucking Black Ops Zombies. Me, you, and Taylor. PC and, baby. And Xbox, Xbox One. One. <laughs> Xbox One. I think I'm gonna end up buying it for every platform. Yeah, yeah. and then you'll no have sweat. Like six Write extras. that shit off. You need I, some time I did that with Metal Gear. Donate the extras, whatever. I did that with Metal Gear. Did you? I bought Metal Gear on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, and yeah. Yeah, I didn't fall out on two consoles. The thing I like sure. about PC, it, it, people aren't going to empathize with this, but I really like how easy it is to just fire it up. Like I'll be working on Woody Craft, the best goddamn Minecraft server in the multiverse, and uh, <laughs> and then like it's right there, like start menu COD, nah, I know what you and mean. it's I, ready. I, I agree. It's like listen, on one end, it's bad to have. You're like to literally be doing important work and keep seeing the icon right next to your emails of the game. And you're like, it's literally two clicks away and I could be lost in the wasteland right now. And that's a bad thing. But for me, like, you know, I actually just started a Twitch channel, Harley Plays. Um, and I find it so simple. I like your style. Yeah. <laughs> the best goddamn Twitch channel. <laughs> uh, but like, I'll, I'll, like a computer game, I'm like, yeah, it's sick. Start streaming. Boom, it's on. Xbox, it's like, yeah, through the capture card, got to set my delay on my microphone and my web and all this, like the gaming shit. I mean, you guys have been doing it for years. Like I got into, you know, I started my gaming channel like two years ago, but I started live streaming literally this past February. And there's like been so many dozens of hours of tech setup and shit that I've been figuring out that you guys probably figured out a long time ago, but like gaming on PC, it's like, boom, I'm in. It's simple. Xbox, it's like, I, I, I can't hear the noise on my computer or I can hear this. Like, I just don't have it set up properly and it always ends up being so much more tech. And you're even trying to capture on a PlayStation is so fucking shit. Like, my girlfriend's like, let's stream until dawn. And I'm like, yeah, I want to, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Did, so they, no. they, they, did they fix that HDCP protection on the oh, PlayStation? Oh, it's still a thing. Well, I, I capture using an Elgato, so I have to do, like, a bypass type thing. I don't even know what it is. I'm like, yo, I'm like, Dave, I'm hiring someone. He's like, what? I'm like, literally just to set up the PlayStation for capturing every day. You use an Elgato? I literally just ordered one of those two days ago to use. Yeah, but probably the 60, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got. I have the older one. I, but I've, I've been streaming a lot of Halo 5. Like, honestly, like, Halo 5 is fun. I really like it. It's like... How was the story? Mm, as a guy who's like, listen, I'm a huge fanboy. I have fucking yeah. shoes and I've read the books. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's so like, legit. I'm excited yeah. to hear that. Go on. <laughs> There's like, uh, like you know, you know how Master Chief is always the last Spartan. Yeah. Now there's like three other Spartans that I know yeah. about because I've read the books. Okay. But to anyone who hasn't, they'd be like, "Who the fuck are they?" You know. And then another thing is, I don't know if you've noticed, but it's kind of all like hunt the truth, and it has that other Spartan who's hunting Master Chief. Yeah. And he's been on their on like the spinoff shows. What I gathered from it is the game starts off and you're that guy and they make them so bad. They're like, look at Spartan Locke and Team Osiris. They're so fucking cool. They go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Master Chief, your favorite. But like, look at Spartan Locke. He's so sick. Team Osiris. And I was kind of watching it and I was like, I wonder, and this is, I'll, I'll, you can quote this theory right now since I'm saying it, is I'm like, my feeling is that they push this Osiris team and this new Spartan so hard so that they can like Infinity Ward uh, uh, whatever the other Infinity uh, War, Treyarch, and Treyarch Sledgehammer. And like this year, you know, Halo Five by three four three. Next year, Halo Osiris by Microsoft subdivision company B. And then yeah. the year after that, like you know, Halo Three ten year anniversary edition. And then the year after that, Halo Six, and then Halo Osiris Two, and kind of do that back and forth between companies because. I 
I mean, dude, look at me. I fucking bought the Halo. I bought. A, I have a toy needler from the Halo game. I spent oh, three hundred bucks cool. on it. Yeah, it's yeah. like a big ass fucking thing. And yeah, you come out with Halo Six, you know, uh, whatever it is. Like, suck off every grunt. I'm like, yo, I'm buying that <laughs> mission at midnight. You know it. I, I love the story of Halo. I love the the I love Master Chief's story. I like my the thing that got me going. The, the gameplay was always amazing, right? But I that know, story, the real life story, trailers. The, yeah. yeah, those real life trailers were great. I, I love those. But just those the, the in game campaign. Like I remember. <laughs> there's one part where like he's hanging on the outside of the alien ship headed back to earth or whatever and and um can't remember who you're on the radio with but he, he's like he's like what are you doing he's like going to finish the fight sir and you're just yeah. like fuck yeah i am yeah yeah, yeah i'll start oh, it as long as it takes no but that's <laughs> it like so those moments are still there in halo 5 it's just personally the story wasn't like the grand scheme of it didn't get me i was just like whatever it was moment to moment like that like you know where it's like you know, he's like, I'm going to do this. And she's like, what if you miss? And he's like, I won't. And you're like, oh, <laughs> like there's still those moments. And, and, and they definitely happen. And they are very, Love there's that. some fucking does, bad ass moments in Halo. Does 5. the Black Ops 3 story pick up from the other Black Ops stories? Does anyone know? Yeah, 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 it will. Oh, can we watch that trailer? We yeah, did. Uh, I've got it. It's at 10.07. I sent it. Uh, let me go to the. I got it. Yeah, I'm cute at zero. I don't know if Harley is. It may. I don't know if it's gonna play through his speed. I, re I remember this, but I'm actually gonna go get my needler real quick. <coughs> you guys, watch it because I feel like I should show it since I spoke about it and I spent definitely so. so. What's the point of getting it if I'm not gonna show it? All right, for Kyle and Taylor. And I, I've watched this commercial like 50 times. It's fucking amazing. All right, ready, set, play. What? Y'all don't know about Kevin? Y'all don't know about Kevin? Hmm. <laughs> He's a bad man. This is the perfect commercial. Kid's fearless, fast as a heart attack. And the way he moves, dirty. It exemplifies what Call of Duty is. You got him surrounded. Feeling good? Confident? Nope. Lights out. <laughs> See, Gino, he's got moves that shouldn't even be legal. Lo credo che sia illegale, signor. Right as always, Gino. But Kevin don't care. Is he a hacker? <laughs> Y'all want some beast mode, huh? <laughs> beast mode? Nah, bro. It's Kevin mode. <laughs> So a friendly word of advice. I love this slide move. <laughs> on this this Kevin is the king. Kevin's unstoppable, untouchable. Un what? Y'all don't know about car? <laughs> I like that a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm not even playing multiplayer. Pre-ordered now. It'll be fun. Uh, no, it won't be fun dude, actually, because I'll watch no, a montage look. video like I do every year, and I see someone just dominating, and I'm like, I can do that. I used to be good, and then I so play. So let me tell you my, my super my super uneducated opinion about about this Call of Duty because I played the uh, the beta. Uh, the beta for whatever a few hours. The sliding and the jetpack. Um, you're able to do like these power slides where you're 
you're sli- like, like pretend I'm the character pointing my gun. I'm sliding in that direction. So you could like slide through a corridor already ready to get that guy who's coming for you. I feel like if you master that slide, especially in the way that I described it, like you come around corners like a motherfucker. Nobody can handle you when you come around I, that corner. You come, aim, you come in aiming at them and moving super fast uh, uh, laterally. And I had a ball. Like by the t- when I fig- once I figured that out and like figured out a gun I liked, I, I wasn't dominating. I wasn't pulling some sort of XCal game. But I was pulling like a 2.5 KD and going on and getting my kill streaks every time. And I was like, yeah, because when you're getting your kill streaks, you're having fun no matter what. I was enjoying myself the last time I played multiplayer in the beta. It could be totally different once we get out there, but I'm going to play. The kill we'll streaks? see. It was, I remember I had like some sort of little um, remote control vehicle that I was flying around, just sh- shooting everyone with uh, machine guns. And it was really effective. Uh, I watched Wings play, and Wings is a much better player than I am. And he had his kill streak set much higher, and he was getting some pretty devastating stuff. Um, he was fucking shit up. Like he, he was getting some, maybe not Modern Warfare two chopper chopper gunner style kill streaks, but y'all like, don't know about Harley. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> don't know about Harley. That thing Holy is fucking shit. Cool. That's way How bigger. How big is that? That's that's fucking. I'm 6'6", 270 pounds. <laughs> I love that. See, it's the right size. That's the size it's supposed to be. Right? Yeah. I like your slippers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see that? Look at that. Like, it reloads. Look at the needles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is neat. I like how happy this is making you. It's <laughs> like, it's just like you just got it for Christmas for the first time. Best 300 bucks I ever spent? I don't give a fuck what my mom says. <laughs> <laughs> your, your manager. Um, <laughs> my like momager. A, I, I, uh, oh, Cod. So you're talking about the movement in Cod? I've come yeah. full circle, right? Like, if you were to get me three years ago, I'd be like, yes. Whatever increases the skill gap is good. You know, I, I want movement to be difficult. You throw in walls, you throw in slides, you throw in this, because I will spend so much time on there that every time you throw in something new, it's a competitive advantage for me. Now I'm on the other side. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. You know, some guy running on walls, power sliding on roofs and shit is going to steal my lunch money. And yeah, I, well, I, you know, I they're love, easy to shoot when they're out there running around on walls. I don't, I don't mean to pick so many bones with COD because I feel like a lot of your audience loves COD, but like, I love Titanfall. I really, really like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, when I played Call of Duty, like I think my problem with COD is that I had a vision where I wanted it to go, and it didn't go that way. It was kind of like I, it felt, in a way, personally, in my opinion, it was like, well, let's compete with this game, this game, and this game. Where I was just like, kind of like, you don't need, like, don't. Okay. I'm a huge, huge, always have been a huge SOCOM, SOCOM 2, and SOCOM 3 fan in PlayStation 2. I love that game to death. And when Call of Duty came out, I was like, oh, sick. It's like, it's that. It's going to be the military shooter I always wanted. The one yeah. that's like, you know, a bit faster than Ghost Recon. And it's going to be, and it, it kind of like, it left that place where I wanted it to go. And it's just me being selfish. It's become more arcadey and less, uh, less SOCOM. It's, yeah, it's and like at the, hard beginning, that. at the beginning, yeah. I found it very, you know, one way. And I, like I said before, you know, I just want to like, why can't I ride on like a motorcycle with my buddy on the back? I feel like that would be so awesome in Call of Duty. It has, it has such a like, it's one of the best engines on console in terms of like when you grab the controller and you start moving and shooting, you're like, I feel like I don't need a mouse. You just get that. You're like, I, I feel like I trust my aim in it. 
And I, I don't know, I guess just because like I love the engine, like I wanted it to go somewhere else. Like I want I want that feeling in a game that kind of plays more along the lines of Ghost Recon. I feel like what most people want, not, not what you asked for, but mo most people want is to recapture the nostalgia feeling they had from before, right? They say COD 4 was the greatest. If COD 4 was released today with all its bugs and glitches and only a couple guns like the MP5 and 16, they would the hate it. And the MP5 and frag times three. They yeah, would yeah, they they would go, hate. Yeah, they would hate it. Um, and it would be um, uh, the, the lack of kill streaks. They you know, they just wouldn't like that game, I think. Um, on Woodycraft, the best Minecraft server the multiverse has ever seen, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, we had a, a game mode called Kit PvP, and our first attempt at it was total pay to win. Like I didn't, I mean, I was new, and um, what happens is there's there's nine ranks, and you pay for it, and every rank would literally just get a better kit than the one before it. So like if you've paid a lot, you're out there with like enchanted diamond everything, and if you've never paid anything, you have like leather shit and a wooden sword, and you get your ass kicked. But people loved it. Um, I think because it was their first one, you know, because they just sort of got into it and whatever. They have asked to have that back so many times. I gave it to them, and it wasn't popular. Like they didn't they like got it. Got mad. Yeah, it, it 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 didn't do well. It was our. We have a couple of Kit PvP servers. I don't and, want it to be a major release. I want I want them to release like some sort of DLC or or an added uh, attachment thing. I want like call it call, call it Call of Duty Classic or something. I just want to go back to my COD Four maps, but have them to, to be beautiful and brilliant 2015 graphics. And I, I like that. I, I, I want to do that. Like I, they, I want to do that with the first Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation but One. They do that, right? They they take it. They make they take your favorite maps, right? The Overgrown. The ah, turn. that's not the same. I and want then, COD Four again. I like like mm. I, I want, want all the guns. You know what they could do. Same thing. I think that Honestly, yeah. there could be a be playlist cool, yeah. or something where they disable some of the kill streaks. Because like I love shipment. I loved shipment. Shipment was like a hell spa for my KD ratio. Stressful. Yeah. Oh, not, I, for whatever reason, there were lots of ways to play it. Shipment it was my jam. You know, I was always one of those guys who was like first to the helicopter. Who was like it? It just went super well for me. I loved it. Loved it. But I'll admit, if you took shipment and put it in Modern Warfare 2 with the helicopters and the AC-130s and whatever, AC-130, the big thing, would literally kill a third of the map. You know? Yeah. It would be... It, <laughs> I know it, it sounds... It killed like a quarter of the map on Rust, and Rust was like four times the size of shipment. I, like, Rust is way bigger. It would be a big problem. So what they could do is say like all right shipment all you can have is what was it called a dragonfly little thing that went around you know maybe an airstrike but you know ac-130s and things of that level are just disabled and they could do some of those maps because it's the killstreaks that stop you from being able to play them yeah i don't know i i'm most excited uh i think like taylor about the zombies i want to play some zombies with uh with you because i know you're fucking good and I hate playing with bad people. Not that I'm some all star, but I won't like drop the ball and and, yeah. and make. Let's invite Xcal. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he'll be uh, more than willing. Hey, I I liked I always liked that Spec Ops. I forget which uh, Call of Duty that was on, but I enjoyed oh, that. Modern Warfare Three. It, yeah, I, I would have liked it if I hadn't previously like enjoyed zombies. Like if it, Modern Warfare Two had it because didn't? it's comparing it because it's going right, up against right. zombies. It, it didn't do it for mm -hmm. me. I love yeah. the zombies. I like the aesthetic of the zombies, and like I don't want them to get guns or like more power ups. I hope that they steer clear of that horse shit that they do now, where it's like, oh, every sixth round there's a bunch of little invincible <coughs> monkeys that steal your perks, or there's a oh, bunch of like dogs, yeah. or 
it just takes you out of it, and I don't like that. But also, Star Wars Battlefront, I'm down to play that. I'll get yeah, that very down. You know what? I, I realize I like when I, I spend a lot of time, like when you were talking about you know pay to win and stuff like that, and I, I look at like you know I frequent uh, gaming on Reddit all the time, and like I look at it, and I'm like I if these people knew what type of gamer I was, like. They would be like, you're the fucking bane of the industry. Like, you're ruining everything. Like, I'm the guy. Like, I sit there and, you know, something will be like, there's no space battles in Battlefront. And I'll be like, still pre-ordering it. Limited edition, getting it at midnight. It's fucking Star yeah. Wars, bro. Like, I give a fuck if there's space battles. Give me Han Solo and a lightsaber. Like, I'm good. And and I, I, I'm the bad gamer in that sense. Like... Even even you know when Oblivion came out, I didn't I didn't have a good job. I was a teacher. I bought fucking horse horse armor, like I bought it. It was like four hundred Microsoft points, five bucks. Yeah, I like got I it. it too. I'm like like four hundred Microsoft points. I'm like doing the math. I'm like that's like seven dollars. I can't believe I'm buying this right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm, if Call of Duty sold like all the unlocks this prestige. I did for like fifteen dollars. I'd fucking buy that shit right away. Like yes, I, on every the platform. I the point I was getting at is like I'm fucking thirty. I have a very very time taxing job. If you gave me the option to purchase certain things that like you know Call of Duty, you get the game and it's like iron sights, right? And it's like takes a while till you get to the next thing or whatever, or you you know. If I can get in there and you're gonna tell me like for ten bucks I can go and, and buy a red dot, I would probably spend the ten dollars to just bypass that and be on a level where I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm happy with it. And it's and disgusting because it's like, you know, when I was in, when I was growing up, like I, I I never had a gaming PC in my life. I, I couldn't afford it. Like I, I would have to pick one game and then trade in like my favorite games ever to get the next game. And now I'm just like, oh, now I can. I'm like, fuck it. If you're going to let me buy that, I'll buy that shit. You know, like I'm on Halo yeah. 5. You could earn requisition packs very easily. But when I earn one, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to buy one too. Three bucks. Who cares? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Pay to win. I, I see why you're mad. Pay to save time. I'll take two. Yeah, you know? that's it. Yeah. Uh, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying there should be an advantage. But if it's a place that you can get to by gaming anyways... Mm -hmm. Then I would like to buy my way there because I just don't have the time like I used to when I was a teenager. In Skyrim, my smithing level is 100. Does anyone here other than oh me know God. how you get to 100 smithing I level in Skyrim? I have three characters with level 100 Leather smithing. belts. I made leather belts iron and daggers. more iron daggers. Iron daggers. More yeah, iron daggers than you could shake an iron dagger at. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ting, that's right. ting, ting. Yeah. Psh. Yeah. Psh. Ting, ting, ting. Over and over, you listen to that. Like, like just multitasking and Dude, hitting the button to, combination and making or make more. For like 10 bed, hours like, at a time, literally. Yeah. I, in Skyrim, like, I took like a rubber band and made it so that my controller is bent like that. <laughs> I did it in Oblivion. Well, well, yeah, well, in crouch mode and I would just go in the corner while someone was sleeping. And then I would go to sleep. And I, I'd, I like, made my guy up. swim in circles in the lake for yeah. days. He'd exactly. Swim. <laughs> you get to 100, you're like, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh. that was enraging. Man, the uh, amount of time I could have mastered, like I could, I could be. You could have French learned to, to make right a real iron and, and pay to yeah. save time doesn't ruin it. So, like, I'm thinking in one of our game modes on, on Woodycraft, the best faction server in the multiverse. Um, <laughs> the, like, some people will sit there and earn money by mining and mining and mining and farming and farming and farming, and other people are like, "Fuck that! I'll take my, for fifteen dollars. I'll just take some money." 
and uh in the end you know they can like people with different schedules can play together it's uh you know it's up to you I absolutely would have paid to get my smithing to level 100. Oh. I could have gone out and got a part-time job and made all that money back yeah. in the time it took me to make those fucking iron absolutely. daggers. It, it, like, we're not exaggerating if you're not uh, a fan of that Ow. game. You should be, though. But it's many, many hours. And when you finally get there, you're able to craft you know, really cool shit. But then you've got to get your enchanting level up so you can re really make the coolest shit because yeah. you want to enchant it. <laughs> so, and, and then you've got to poison it, too, so you're fucking... Uh, uh, what's the thing for poisoning stuff? You're, that skill Alchemy. Level. Alchemy. Alchemy. So it's just never ending. Um, I don't know how many hours. And then I have to get your uh, your conjuring or whatever, I spent so much time just like you kill a giant or whatever, and then for one hundred destruction hours, magic right here, you just steal its soul over and over. Because there was a glitch where you could steal the soul multiple you times. You know what it takes? Destruction magic, unlike uh, the other magics, like it appreciates at a much slower rate. It took me like two years to get to a hundred destruction yeah. magic. Oh my god! I feel like it. Taylor listening to Civ talk. No, please. No. Let's talk how, about this for nine hours. How many gold doubloons does it take to get a hundred smithing in Skyrim? There are no uh, doubloons. <laughs> I I, I, it took me so much longer on my first character because I killed all the blacksmiths because it was my first time, and I was like, "Oh, I'll just kill you them and steal a couple iron ingots." And I thought I was making out like a bandit, but then I found yeah. out that to get more, I was I was like a real uh, pioneer in forty nine, like going around searching. <laughs> Searching for ore Big all axe. over the plains. Yeah, it took, oh, God, so many weekends ruined and wasted yeah. looking for I, iron I ore in fake place. I, I, played, yeah. I played, I don't know, maybe 400 hours of Skyrim and then when, uh, or Oblivion. Uh, Oblivion. I, I played more Oblivion also. Yeah, and then when Skyrim came out, I, I really, I remember I met one of the, um, the ladies who was like the, on the lead development team at, at, uh, at like a, a PAX or something like that. And I didn't know what her game was, and she was like, I think she, honestly, I think she was hitting on me. And if I go back now, like I would marry her. Like I'd still be married to her. Like she, she, she was like maybe 38, and I was like 26. But I'd have married her. I, I'd be playing. Yeah, I, I'd have totally made that happen. But, but, uh, but like I had no idea what she was even talking about. And then it came out, and I got sucked into that as badly as I've gotten sucked into anything. I think Skyrim was a real life soul sucking game yeah, it didn't do that like to me out. i played also, i played skyrim online. in a straight line down the main quest with as few diversions as i could i, I, I yeah and I, i'm live streaming it and like it was actually really popular tons of like it, it my incompetence was funny to people they like they, there's one thing where there's like i think it fucking sets you on <laughs> fire as you try to move around and you have to like grab a chain on the wall and uh i don't know i just sucked at it and everyone thought it was funny yeah, Probably I played you Skyrim. Play Elder Scrolls Online. Uh, no, no, I didn't play Elder Scrolls Online. I didn't do that one. But I did. I when I played Skyrim, I got to this part where there was this book that gives you a free level, and I glitched it and I kept reading the book. Yeah. So everything was at a hundred. Oh, I was nice. like sick, and I probably played like sixty hours of Skyrim up until that point. I was doing all the guilds, everything. And then I did that glitch. I got to level like hundred on everything. I like walk out. I like killed like four people and i was just kind of like i'm done yeah and I, I like what and me and my buddy dave yeah. we still talk about it to this day we're like can you imagine like that we were so deep in sky and we like ruined it for ourselves by cheating like you instantly it was the ultimate punishment it was just like inside i was just like i don't want it anymore there were two it's like a drug you can't stop opening the book it's free experience <laughs> yeah it's how could you like every time <laughs> uh, i did it i was like there's 10 hours of my life back
there was a duplication <laughs> glitch where you could you draw the bow back, then open your inventory, and then drop yeah. the item. You'd, yeah, I you'd did drop that. as many as you had arrows. So it would yeah. be 80 potions all of a sudden, or 80 of the most valuable emerald necklaces, whatever the fuck. Yep. So like that ruined me. But then I realized there was this in, uh, ring enchanting glitch where you could basically put on endless amounts of rings. So my guy could jump so high and run so fast that he could jump out of the cities and be out in like he'd go out into a magical realm where like there's no textures and he's just running around like the six million dollar <laughs> man out there and yeah like after a week of that it got old and I didn't play the game anymore yeah th those those glitches ruin the game yeah, yeah, especially yeah. in a game like that where it's all about earning every every yeah. ounce of energy your character has and that game had so many the worst glitches in that game is when you spent like six hours on a huge quest and then you go to talk to fucking tabitha the barmaid to finally turn it in and she won't even look at you and yeah. you can't hit a to talk to her you're just like all right well i guess that i guess thursday was a waste then i'll just find yeah. something else to do yeah so Tell what i did me. was i i made uh in oblivion i got the uh the dlc for the wizards tower or whatever and yeah. i you were able to make your own spells and i did the arrow trick and all that stuff and i made like a full mage and i was like a vampire uh, but I would also like have this spell that when I cast it, it was like infinite charm to everyone and my health would recharge in the daylight. So unless I cast a spell, everyone would run from you and not want to do any things with you. <laughs> and you did this charming spell and everyone was charmed and they loved you. And I just, I got like, I just enjoyed it in a way you always like, there was like a mini game to oblivion and Skyrim of like breaking it in a way or doing something so powerful. But I really liked it, and then Mass Effect came out, and I became, like, obsessed with the Mass Effect series. Like, huge fan. I'm, like, the one person that's out there, and people are like, Mass Effect 3 shit ending. I'm like, you're a fool, and you <laughs> misinterpreted it. And they should have never justified your stupid fucking opinion by making another ending for your dumb ass. What was wrong? But, like, I, I don't understand the Mass Effect 3 controversy because I'm not part of the series. I think it was because they took away all, like... The whole game was about choices, and there weren't really any choices in the end. Is what people got pissed off about. I was never a yeah, huge fan. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what it was. Is that like, you make a guy, you make Harley, and you know you play through Mass Effect One. You do all these things with huge impacts, and then you go through Mass Effect Two, and you meet all these new shipmates, and you do all these things, and it has all these impacts, and then you get to Mass Effect Three, and you do whatever, and then it ends, and you want this custom tailored ending that was for you, based off of all of the things that you did or didn't do, as opposed to your friend. But ultimately, you and your friend got a very similar ending no matter what happened. And that bothered a lot of people. But my whole thing was like, who gives a fuck what their ending was? You didn't play their game. You played this one. And like, so I get you didn't get your custom tailored ending. But, you know, you got to finish the game with Thane alive and the Rachni existing or whatever. Like, there were differences. But ultimately, my gripe with the ending was a very petty one. But not petty, but I... Like, you know, I, it never involved the story. But in Mass Effect 2, you have this team of eight people. And when you're doing the last mission, depending on if you did their loyalty missions and you leveled up enough with them, you could be like, you know, you go do this, you go do that, you do this. And depending on how it went, sometimes they would die or they wouldn't die or something would happen. And you got this custom cutscene. Whereas when I played Mass Effect 3, I was one of like less than a single percent where you had the Geth and the Quarian, two rival species. They were both alive in my final version, and the Krogan and the Salarians. And to have all four of these people, these species unified was like a less than 1% chance. I had that. But my cutscene was the same as everyone else's, and all I wanted was like literally like just like, you know, a Krogan and a Salarian like fist bumping and being like, let's do it <laughs> together, you know, and like a Geth and a Quarian like, 
back to back or high fiving because then I could be like, yeah, no one gets that. I'm the one percent that got that, but you yeah. didn't even really get that. And people started to they I think people misconstrued like, that and started to attack the story when I just love the story of Mass Effect. I think Mass I think really think the Mass Effect trilogy is like one of the best series out there. If you haven't played, I think it's like thirty bucks on Origin. You guys should do it. Just fucking get into it. What was your uh, favorite ad campaign? Like, I really like the Gears. Uh, like, the, uh, the three... Mad World. Mate. Yeah, that Mad World one was great. That was um, a great... You know how that, that I know that was so a crazy campaign? Game. Yeah, I know that was a crazy campaign because my dad called me. And he was like, Harley. And I was like, yeah. He's like, what's this game I keep seeing? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's this game. And they're playing this song. And then there's a spider at the end. I'm like, Gears of War. Why? He's like, oh, it looks cool. My dad doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But that commercial made everyone stop and think. And even the Gears 2, where Dom and Marcus get in the pod together, and they're like... Yeah, yeah. And they go down. That was fucking awesome. I, I like that the, the, um, there's one, it's um, uh, it's like, I have a rendezvous with death at some deserted outpost. Have you seen this one? It's like playing this old... War it, it, they play a World War One poem of a soldier talking about how he knows he's going to die. He, he knows he's got a rendezvous with death, it's, and he knows it's coming. And like the, but they show like like Dom is down. He's been hurt and like, or not Dom, but um, who's who's the who's your sidekick? Um, Marcus Dom. Marcus. Yeah, I think Mark Marcus is like down. He's hurt and Dom, can we watch it? Real? Let me find for this Gears thing. Three. This thing, uh, it might be for Gears Two, but it's my favorite one. I'll find it real quick. I just don't like third person <clears throat> enough. Couldn't get that into it. That didn't uh, bother me. I don't. Yeah, a great like a great I, ad is also this PlayStation ad. Where it's like a guy is paratrooping, a World War II soldier. Two of them land in the woods and they like cut off their parachutes and then they run and they like go into this bar. And you get in the bar and like Kratos is there and Nathan Drake is there and Old Snake is there. And like they're all like telling stories like one time Michael came in and did this. And this other guy's like one time I remember. I'll never forget it was like – and then they're all just like, yeah, for Michael. And like you show but, it, it's like some kid like playing PlayStation. <laughs> but but then it's that guy from who was at D Day, and he just speaks. So he's like, I remember. And everybody gets yeah. quiet. He's like, We was down in the ditches. Exactly. Thought it yeah. was over. <laughs> they was coming over the hilltops, and they wouldn't know way to stop them. And then Michael came. <laughs> and, he, oh, and, and everybody was just like, it was like and like Kratos sheds a tear. Like, to Michael. And like you know some of the like monstrous characters. I want to see that one. Real. Yeah, well, have you seen that? That's watch my. It like brings a tear to your eye almost. It does. It literally does. Uh, right. Mine's a minute long. Let, let's check this out because I feel like this exemplifies what Gears fucking advertising was all about. It's like it's it's different and it's not all. So it's not all like crazy uh, fast paced like everybody is. What we do, Harley, is we we open the page, we queue up at zero, then I say ready, set, and we all click on play. All the Gears ads lured you in because it was all oh, this like. Cool. Weirdly calm music juxtaposed over all the violence. Yes. You guys this ready? This is a World War One poem being read. I'm ready, ready, by the way. Ready, set, play. Rated M for mature. I have a rendezvous with death. At some disputed barricade. I haven't seen this. Maybe he shall take my hand and lead me into his dark land and close my eyes and quench my breath. I have a rendezvous with death. And I, to my pledged word, am true. I shall not fail. 
<laughs> That's sick. Love that shit. Gears would always get me so pumped for the next They game. were good, man. Honestly, I was oh, so impressed like, with Microsoft. I want to go play it right fucking now. That's how good they... Like, like I'm getting goosebumps. Like, yeah. Dude, yeah, this fucking locust scum. I, I've talked about it too much, but there, there's a scene in Gears where, like, I, I remember I was playing with my friend, PKA Dan. Some of you guys will know him. And and Dan, God love him, fucking sucks at video games, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, carrying us, struggling. And there's just wave after wave after wave. And it was, like, unusually long. Like, I'm just like, is, is this ever going to stop? How are we going to do here? And then uh, it's like, whoa! The coal train, baby! And, and yeah. he's just like, the, the cutscene comes and he starts mowing people down and he saves us all. And it, 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 I don't know if it hit everyone the same, but it was one of the most goosebump inspiring scenes yeah. in all and of the games. This is in Gears 3, right? It's in Gears 1 Two when they three. first introduced the, the coal train, when he first like slides and saves your ass in that museum or whatever. I, like, I, you're, no, I thought no, it was I 2, but I'm not sure. Is it 3? Gears 1, coal train is like down. He's still awesome, but he's. He's like, and I know because I just played it, he's like below you in like a library place and he's surrounded by so many locusts and he's like pistoling and shooting all of them and you're all like, damn, he's sick. <laughs> but I thought what he was referring to, I don't know if it was Gears 2 or Gears 3, but there's one cutscene where two. you haven't seen Cole in a, like since the whole game okay. and then he comes in slow-mo with like the chainsaw and he's just like, woo! And, like, starts, <laughs> and you're just like, it is a moment where- Ain't nobody like, plays this game like the Cole train! <laughs> yeah, it, it's so great. I always thought a Gears of War movie would be sick. And I always thought like a great trailer for it, like just like I just remember like imagining like in my head, like what it would be like is if like you were watching and it was like, uh, what was it called? It wasn't called like Griff Ball, but it was like their football, whatever it was. Thrash if you Ball. Watch, thrash Ball. If, you, if it was like a trailer opened up and it was like a Thrash Ball game and like you were just like, what the fuck is this? And then it kind of like gets like distorted and like maybe it cuts out and someone's banging on a TV or something. Yeah. And like it just takes it from there. I always thought like the Gears movie would be so sick if you just got these huge fucking bodybuilders that could barely act and they just ran around being like, ah, I've always said John Travolta. John Travolta should play uh, should oh. play uh, Dom. I feel like he's perfect for it. I, I feel like I, I just imagine him with the, John with the, with the yeah John Travolta. <laughs> Picture big. it. It's perfect. Can we watch this enormous. one? You guys have me yeah. really excited to see this that? one. Yeah, this, this is like a great the, commercial. Great. The interview. resonator in every Gears game. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. <laughs> mm -hmm. on, ready. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> Stay calm, man. Ma'am. Different currencies. Yeah. And different right, rifles. Different yeah, like there's so many Easter eggs. Flying over the middle of the Rubel Desert, looking for some lost city in the sand. Next thing I know, plane's going down. I'm hanging like a rag doll at 30,000 feet, just trying to hold on. Had a plague on every corner. When half the city hated me, the other half wanted me dead. 
He brought out my good side. Telling you war has changed. Yes. So you do what you have to. I'm no hero. But whatever good I've done, it was him. It was in the days of suffering when the gods made their might known. <laughs> when no mortal dared stand up to Zeus. He did. <laughs> Omaha. I'm thinking of your impression. Pin down on that <laughs> godforsaken beach. Thinking if I lay there, I'll maybe die. But if I get up, there ain't no maybe about it. Then one man broke through. Michael. 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 When the Templars murdered my family. When the whole bloody world's gone crazy. Hellcat, Sector 9, to Michael. <laughs> I got some goosebumps, man. That yeah, does bring tears to my eyes. That makes you proud to be a video game man. Yeah. Honestly, like, you know what's so crazy is like, you know, growing up, like, I got kind of like a lot of shit for playing video games. Like, my buddies made fun. Like, they didn't. None of my friends knew what an Xbox was when I bought an Xbox. Like, they were literally like, what's Xbox? I'm like, it's like PlayStation, but it's Microsoft, you know? And, like, I, I got, like, they're kind of like, oh, you're such a fucking weirdo. You play Halo all the time. Like, when are you going to start? Aren't you been playing that game for months now? And I'm like, come over to my house and get fucking murked, fool. You know, but, like, <laughs> like, I loved games. I loved comics. Like, I loved, you know? It's so crazy that now life, like games are cool. Now you're like richer than all sick. of them. What's that? Now you make cool. more money than all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I find it so crazy that like games is like a cool thing and like, you know, comic books like like you know I, I don't want to like it's going to sound completely sexist, but when I was growing up, not a single girl I knew personally got down with comics. Now like girls I talk to like are like I love Deadpool. And when I was growing up, even my comic friends didn't know who Deadpool was. And it's just like it's just crazy that that's like where it's gone now. And now I, I'm so happy that games are such an awesome popular thing because it makes for more awesome games. You know what I mean? And even like you know it, like I don't know, just that games have become pop culture is it makes me yeah. happy. Yeah, they've you know, gotten so popular that, I... that it goes the other way now, where it's like, oh, you're not even a real gamer. Where were you in the dark days of, you know, getting yeah. made fun of? Like, <laughs> like, that's a pretty good problem to have in a community that too many people are into it now. So I read yeah. that DC was, uh, was in the talks for allowing um, them to make an R-rated uh, movie about the killing joke. So I went and bought the killing joke real quick. It's a graphic novel. It's a Batman. Uh, it's a comic. It's a Batman comic. I really hope they make this thing. It's it's yeah. it's so dark. Are you familiar with the with? Oh the, yeah, yeah, I have the Killing Joke. I love it. It's, um, it, it's just the like Joker, the Joker goes way too far. The Joker goes really, way too far. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. He shoots uh, the commissioner's daughter in the spine and paralyzes her, and then and then strips her naked and, and like and, and takes pictures of her and, and, and shows pictures to her dad and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's intense. Yeah, isn't that kind of um, so, what happened in the new Batman game? The, yes, they. It's that's that in the new game. It's it's inspired from the Killing Joke, definitely. Yeah, the Killing Joke in, inspires so much. Like, even I found it was like a little inspired in the Dark Knight. Is when he when the Joker goes to the like when he dresses up like a nurse. Mm -hmm. Like that reminded me of the Killing Joke because it was um, like in the Killing Joke he dresses up like a tourist whenever 
the Joker gets like goofy like that. But also, I'd say like a good recommendation uh, if you're on a Joker tip, Kyle, is there's a book called The Joker, and it directly inspires the Dark Knight Joker. You could just tell visually it's the first time that the Joker has those scars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because he comes across the Riddler in that comic book. And yeah. you get to see a version of the Riddler like what if the Riddler existed in the Dark Knight? It's like cool. He shows up in like gold BMWs and he has like a crooked <laughs> spine. And he's wearing like a purple jacket and like purple fedora. And he's wearing gold pants and he has this question mark cane. And all his boys have Uzis. And like it's really cool this book. The Joker like the Joker gets released from Arkham Asylum for whatever reason. And he goes to every Batman villain, and you literally see them like, oh, fuck this guy. Like, <laughs> the Penguin is insane, sure, but the Penguin is still competent enough to know, like, oh, fuck, fuck this random asshole. As the Joker comes up to him and, like, bullies him into giving him back his share of the territories and stuff. And, like, you know, the Joker just rolling up on the other Batman villains, like, rolling up right up to the Riddler and be like, what's up, bitch? You know, like, it's kind of really cool. Um, That's awesome. I want to check that out now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's just straight up called the Joker, and uh, yeah. But no, I I got I got really big into comics, and I think the Star Wars Marvel comics are really fucking sick. This is yeah. Uh, if you guys are into Star Wars, I don't know. Star Wars is like a, a a thing. Like either people are like, yeah, it's okay, or it's like, oh my god, I could fucking come thinking about the Star Wars right now. <laughs> like, it, it really depends. I'm more so excited this about is... this game than the movie. This is Which a book game? called Becoming Batman I bought a while back. I, I discovered it on Reddit. And um, this guy really breaks down like what it would have taken for Bruce Wayne to be Batman. I mean, he really breaks oh, it down. Oh, I heard about this. Like, like, the science behind it. Like, if it, like, how, yeah, exactly. Like, how much money it would technically how cost. How many calories he's going to have to consume. How, how, many, how, many, how many hours of time it's going to take for him to perfect each of these fighting styles. And, like, when you read through here, it's like, okay, so, like, if we look at this rationally, then this is what Batman's capable of. And it's just little stuff like all these diagrams. That's like, amazing. It, That's it's, uh, it's a pretty interesting read. Yeah. Um, no, I, 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 I remember hearing about that and always wanted to, to try it, to test it out, to see it, to read it. Because I, I was always like, it's interesting. Like, it, it's the whole thing was like, can a rich man actually find the time to be Bruce Wayne? and be Batman and how much money does it cost and how taxing is it on his mentality and everything. Yes. I, I enjoyed the book. Yeah. Well, you got to hit the road? Yeah. I have a flight uh, really early tomorrow to Vegas. Well, tomorrow is the 6th of November. Yeah. Um, and uh, you three guys are invited to come, by the way. But you'd have to go. It's Vegas tomorrow. <laughs> okay. This I'll week. be there. Oh. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, if you want to get fucking crazy, you guys are invited. But no, there's a... Uh, I actually have a bacon sponsor. How cool is that? Uh, Black awesome. Label. Who is yeah, your bacon sponsor? Black Label Bacon. Black Label Bacon, Hormel. And they, uh, they're they putting on a bacon strip show. Uh. So it's like a burlesque show. Right. And so I'm going down there for that and to chill. It'll be cool. And I wasn't joking when you, I said you guys can come. I'm just throwing it out there. And uh, yeah, so that's that's it. So I have to catch a flight. I gotta. It leaves at 8, so I'm going to be up in like four hours from now. All right, man, get some sleep. Real real quick before you go, I wanted to take advantage of another, I assume, hockey fan because you're from Canada. Who's your team? Yeah, well, you assume wrong, uh, but but no, I'm from Montreal, so I am. My allegiance lies with the Montreal Canadiens. Oh. I do have a team because I I live in the city. 
But uh, yeah, I, I, I like going to hockey games, you know, during the playoffs when it's like all crazy and stuff. But other than that, I don't really get too much into it. But like epic meal time, like the rest of the guys, like literally work ends early when the Habs are playing. It's like hockey game tonight. We're out. I'm like, get it, you know. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I gotta say, thanks so much for having me. I should come on more often. You dude, fucker. I, at yeah, full homo. Anytime, uh, man. I really enjoyed your company. Like this was great. <laughs> Yeah, so, it was awesome. Yeah. And you know what? Instead of us inviting fucking uh, ex-Cal, just holler at your boy. Yeah, we'll play some zombies. I'm, I'm just trying to set it up so that I can make a video being like, I don't care about your shit! But anyways, thanks again for having me. You know, Harley plays on Twitch, Instagram, Snapchat, people. Check That's him it. out. And Twitter. And also, I also do daily vlogs now on YouTube.com slash Harley Moore. And obviously, epic meal time. But you know. Anyways, thanks so much stuff. for having me. And fucking, it was good catching up with you guys. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I. Again, I really and, enjoyed and, this. Yeah, it was great. And uh, have fun with Black Ops. I'm probably gonna end up getting it at midnight. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> just what happened. Right down <laughs> right. Done with the show. Thanks, yeah. Harley. We just right, uh, yeah. see you, man. We, we just want everyone to remember that this episode of Painkiller Already is being brought to you by Squarespace. When you use Squarespace, you always know your final product is going to look professionally designed regardless of skill level. There's no coding required, of course, and the tools are easy to use and intuitive. Trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, Squarespace uses state-of-the-art technology to power your site and to ensure security and stability. It starts at only $8 per month, and you get a free domain when you sign up for one year. So start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com PKA, and be sure to use our offer code, uh, you get 10% off your first purchase. So whether you're starting a business, building a portfolio, or just expressing yourself online, remember to sign up today and go to squarespace.com slash PKA. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Nicely read. Yeah, check out Squarespace. What they are is that they, they host your website and they help you build it. Uh, you know, if you are a regular person, you probably don't have the first idea how to set up like e-commerce, how to handle DDoS protection, all that fun stuff. You have no idea how to scale. And what happens on these things is they... Uh, they put you on a site that handles all that for you. You know, they're, they're capable of, and you put like whatever, a bunch of people on a really high strength backbone. And then if any one of them spikes, then it's okay because you're with a pro company like Squarespace. If you have an idea, if you have a thing, get off your ass, start it and put it on Squarespace. It's incredibly easy. I poked around with it, just trying to make a website, see if it's actually <coughs> as easy because I'm tech illiterate with that shit. And it really is as easy as just like, you know, you want something where you can buy T-shirts here. You select the fucking buy T-shirt option and put it where you want it, like whatever module yeah. you want. It's so easy. Check it out. Very yeah. good. Um, hey, I really enjoyed that segment. Like the yeah. first two hours. Like I, so, I thought that Harley. was great. Yeah. That was the first time I've been on the show with Harley. He's, he's like I, I just was interested in listening to him. Like I didn't, I didn't have anything to contribute to the long like YouTube success and like uh, oh when I hit it big, you know. Let me tell you what. <laughs> But it was just interesting listening to him talk about it, like I, in that yeah. perspective. I've been watching other podcasts and um, and in some respects learning. And it's like, all right, you know, like it. Um, I was listening to Joe Rogan talk to someone. Oh, yeah, maybe it was Cowboy Cerrone or something. And, and uh, like one of the things that they do well is they just wait and let the guy go. If he's on a run, don't interrupt. Don't don't top him with your story or even just offer yours. Just let it let it run and i don't know so i feel like you know, like what you did and what i hope i did too is just fucking shut up and let him tell his story because it's a good yeah. one so. yeah it's rare stories. that you have guests like that who will just go off for like 
six straight minutes on something that's not really boring. It's actually interesting. Mm-hmm. Like usually they just throw out a couple sentences here and there, but yeah, he's I, he's a natural. You can. I tell. remember in PKA's early days when it was live all the time, we would call fans and we'd be like, you know, hey, I've got a story. And one guy was like, I was held. I know, like guy came in the front door with an AK-47 and robbed us all. And we're like, okay, you come on, tell your story. Oh my God! Like seven minutes of setup about like the so video. So my uncle. Well, he's not technically my uncle. He's actually my mother's brother uh, from 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 like a previous marriage. But but we call him uncle. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like you've yeah. already wasted too much time. Right. Like, so we're all sitting on the couch, but not the couch. Actually, we're sitting in front of the couch and like well, leaning up on the back of it. I call it a couch. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like your storytelling skills are so awful. Yeah. It's not really a story as much as it is a parable to learn about your life. Yeah. So, like, like Howard Stern. We had chili for dinner that night. I didn't care for it. Everybody else did. Howard yeah. Stern has a great show, but I often feel like ah, he's using cheat codes because he has so many great guests, right? Like, I'm sure if we had Britney Spears on this show, she'd just kill it with stories and life experiences and things like that. And it'd be easy to do a good show with her. Having said that, uh, you know, they, I think we're getting better at this, too. So. Yeah, I like yeah. Uh, I like whenever we have Harley on. He's always a fun uh, fun guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what I, a crazy life he leads. I should ping Philly D. Everybody ping Philly D. There it is. Now I've done it because uh, I feel like he's awesome on the show too. Yeah, he is. Which, I, I was talking to Richard on this trip. He said he'd like to come on too, and and I think Eric Eric has been wanting to come on too. So maybe we'll get a rack veteran on. I, he'll be a very interesting. We should do a drinking episode with uh, with Eric. He'll get out the eighteen year old Macallan Scotch and. Start sipping at him and Chad, and we'll we'll have some fun. Uh, that'll be a good. It's expensive. He's really bringing his A game for the podcast. Uh, he 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 likes. Uh, I guess what is it like three hundred bucks a bottle or something like that. Oh, then it's not eight. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, eighteen's really expensive. Hey, hey Even, I mean like, twelve. I'm, is I'm not the bucks. one to ask. Uh, I, I just I just overhear them and I watch them drink. Um, I'm fine with like like anything cheap. Like I don't need anything that's been aged or has anything fancy to it. Yeah, you yeah, don't like true. to just have yeah. scotch every so often, just to, like feel fancy. Like I haven't in I, a long, I, long time. I, I, I'm not manly enough, apparently. I just don't care for the taste. Um, I, you know, I, I really, I have to be drinking. Like, like drinking to me is like, all right, this first one's gonna suck, the second one's gonna be better, and the third one's gonna be great. Like, like I have to be. I, I'm aiming at the third drink. That's the one I'm gonna enjoy. I'm, I'm with you, except that. I don't think great is ever where we arrive. Oh, it's great. Oh, no. To me, like, the first one's a awful job. <laughs> just the, the, the second one is a tolerable job. And then after that, it just becomes a matter of trying to, and I'm terrible at it, regulate where I'm in this great zone You're without the punishment. You're terrible at it. I'm the worst at it. You, know <laughs> you are true. worse than me. How are you I, the worst at it? Because, because everybody I, wants to buy me free drinks. Everybody wants to buy me. I get more free drinks than a hot blonde. Like, left and right, everybody is buying me a shot of their favorite thing. A lot of them want to do vodka. Everybody wants to do a shot with a, a, a shot of vodka with the Russian guy or whatever. And I, I'm, just like, I'm just like, nah, let's do some tequila. Let's, let's stick it to one thing or whatever. Let's just do beer. But I just remember that last paintball trip when we were at, mm -hmm. like, the Tilted Kilt. a couple, pay trips, a couple, trips, couple ago. paintball trips yeah. back. We, we did this little appearance or whatever at the Tilted Kilt for, for Paul's fiance. And, uh, and we get in there and like, it's just like, I order myself a drink, you know, I get myself a beer, but then the table gets shot. So there's, everybody gets a shot.
But then I get my own special shot that someone buys me and a special like just drink, which is like a mixed drink. So the night starts out yeah. with four drinks in front of me. And like it, and it's hard you to even like got food yet. And so you haven't got and, no, and I'm not gonna. Um, and, and I just remember being in the bathroom, just sitting on the toilet, just head spinning, just thinking, how did I get? I just <laughs> got here. I just got here. Joe like, Lozon still hasn't forgiven me. Like on the way out, your head's hanging out the side window, vomiting from a moving car. Ooh. And I, I guess I blocked Joe's view of the side mirror as he was trying to film Kyle vomiting. And he's like not totally over it, <laughs> you know. Like he really wanted footage of Kyle vomiting. I have footage of Kyle vomiting. I, I think I get rid of it. No, but there was that really good footage in the. This is like five years ago, four years ago. In the hotel, we were in the hotel room, bathroom shotgunning. I had that. I shotgunned a beer, and then Kyle shotgunned one, and if, like I you, you, you inhaled a little bit it. of it. Your face at first was like that FPS rusher, like I just did something pretty sweet face, and then yeah, immediately yeah, yeah. just. Just downtrodden, yeah. afraid, yeah. and oh, no. all of it right in the sink, though. Like it was because I killed it clean. incredibly fast. It was just like, and it was like gone. And I was just like, but some of it's in my lungs. Yeah, <laughs> and I just go. everywhere. Just hundred percent foam. Yeah, it was yeah. Bad. I, I really didn't think I was gonna be the one to fuck that up either. I even filmed you thinking you were gonna fuck it up, but but you you were. I'm sure that wasn't your uh, most mm. recent. You, you've that been wasn't shotgunning the plenty shotgun. of beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I hadn't shotgunned a beer in a few years. He was in college day. shape. Yeah, yeah. He was in college beer, <laughs> beer shotgunning shape. So I, I could not compete, and I did, and I inhaled it. That what is it? Tequila? That Mexican Tecate. shit? Tecate. Whatever the fuck. Oh, oh it was so gross. Cheap. Yeah, it is cheap. <laughs> So whenever I buy beer to shoot, like I'll just buy a whole keg and shoot it with a machine gun because it sprays everywhere and it's cool. I'll get uh, natural light. Natty light is the cheapest shit you can buy. It is and so it, cheap. Uh, I think a keg of it's like, I don't know, 150 bucks or something like that. Maybe, People maybe shit a, on it like for being just like tasteless, which in my opinion, that's what you're looking for when you buy that. You're not looking for a full-bodied drink. Like you're sitting by the pool. You don't want a big, thick porter that tastes like hot chocolate. Yeah. Three minutes I like in, Miller like, Lite. Like, like, I like Miller Lite, too. I, if I'm going to be outside doing something hot, and like, so I have this memory. Like, I have memories that are attached to food sometimes. And one of my fondest memories is hanging out. Um, we're actually out at this guy's ranch. Um, it was kind of a hunting ranch, but we were eating these dove balls. And dove balls have nothing to do with their testicles. It's their breast. Uh, and you put cream cheese in there, and uh, you wrap it all in bacon, and you stick a and, uh, and a jalapeno on the outside. You stick a toothpick through it, and you grill them. And so we're 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 playing poker. I'm winning. I'm up a few hundred dollars. I'm eating the dove balls, and they're they're so goddamn hot they're burning my mouth. But I've got like ice cold Miller Lite, and and that that's one of my fondest memories. Just getting wasted on Miller Lite, taking all their money, and uh, eating my fill of dove balls. That was a good day. I, I watched this thing by Nick Offerman, I think it's his name, the guy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. And uh, it was like a stand-up special, but he talked about like the 10 rules for living your life. And one of them was use intoxicants. And sometimes I feel like I'm missing out on something there. There's certainly some downsides to using intoxicants. And he put some qualifiers on it. He says, you know, look, you can't use it all the time right? Intoxicants are a reward. When you go outside and you mow the yard or you build a thing, I think you use a lot of woodworking examples, you know, you craft a table and you're sweaty and you come home and you, you, you've accomplished something, you can reward yourself with, and he didn't say marijuana, but I think it was like pot or beer. Like that was the implication I got from it. And uh, he's like, but if you just do the intoxicants without the hard work that weren't, that earns it, then he's like, trust me, 
I've done the math on this one. That leads to depression and, you know, bad places. And uh, it sounded like... I hate to endorse this notion of using intoxicants. And I know some people take my opinion very seriously. and It's a responsibility. But even though I have no experience there, I feel like maybe he's on to something. Like, uh, you know, a beer at the end of a day's work might not be so evil. You know, uh, a, a joint, which I'm virtually no experience it's with. It's definitely not evil. Yeah, it's like, well, evil, yeah, it's the wrong term. But it's like, you know, I, I can see how... You certainly, I could also see the other side. And the way he said, trust me, I've done the math on this, implied this like. Experience with it. Yeah, but like a, a serious negative experience with, um, you know, using it as a primary instead of a reward. And uh, um, yeah, I, I could see why that'd be so bad. But anyway, there's no, the, the thing you talked about, like, yeah, I did this thing and then uh, you, I. I'm all sweaty and I'm hot and I rewarded myself with the Miller Light. It's like, you know, there's maybe something to that in a happy life. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it, I don't like um, drinking to excess. I, I always end up just, I, wanted, I, I always end up ill. You know, mm-hmm. I always end up throwing up and that's, that's the worst feeling that I could possibly mm-hmm. imagine. It's, it's just nausea is so awful um, and, and, and I always end up there. I can't regulate myself at all like uh with beer i can but i like liquor i really like tequila i like That's nice tequilas you know only use I me like blade. so only use me blade made a video saying that he was going to quit drinking i don't remember if when, it was recently or yeah call it four weeks old something like that. okay so post him like showing his ass and everything getting crazy yeah there were, there were even there was one after that where he in a oh, drunken state, the N-bomb he dropped a like, couple N-bombs. And his moderator yeah. was, like, trying to save him. And I think he didn't treat his moderator with the respect that a friend would deserve. And anyway, yeah. um, so after that, he was like, look, I'm drinking too much. Uh, you know, this, isn't, yeah. this isn't working for me. It's not a good look, and I'm going to address that. And um, uh, he, one of the things he said that I've heard a lot of people with alcohol issues say is he's like, I know some people, they drink a few beers and then they stop or they have a few drinks and they stop and he's like how'd you do that you know how yeah. how do you like have three I don't get it. and then I call really it don't. good i do no nah, no nah. the third one's better than the second one the fourth one is going to be better than the than the third one and the fifth one has to be better than the fourth one and it keeps going and then by the time bomb- you get to like eight you're like well one more he seemed to be getting incrementally better you know, well, we were and, traveling around and, and I was drinking pretty heavily. Like I could put away a lot of tequila. Like like I would put away well over fifteen shots of tequila in a night. Like in a in a four hour drinking period, I I might drink I might drink seventeen, eighteen shots of tequila and, and I would be pretty blitzed, but I got to the point where I could stomach it pretty well, and that's just not healthy. To me because there's it's just being bought for me and it's often expensive. People are buying you like Avion tequila or like some sort of like special gold 1800 or whatever yeah, the you were fuck. not buzzing on a budget you were getting <laughs> no nice no it stuff was like it was they were they were they would be a bottle of champagne out of nowhere and it's like well yeah you got to drink the champagne and they're like no no bro that's your bottle and it's like fuck yeah and it's like, <laughs> like, to me know, the, the punishment that comes with drinking too much is severe it's never skipped and it's ever present in my mind right so i can have one drink two drink probably even three and everything's going to be cool. And, you know, I sit there like, am I drunk? Well, my face is tingly, so I'm not faking this. Like, it's, it's a real thing. Um, but, like, that fourth one and fifth one, they start to cost a lot. You know, and, and it's not money. It's 
the headache that's going to come, this dehydration, you know, when I was before I figured this out, like as a teenager and stuff, be like vomiting in the shower. I remember after my bachelor party, it was a horrible, horrible night. It was a horrible morning. It, it was, it, I mean, it was just awful. But the biggest key I've found to like keeping it straight, if you're going to be drink, if I'm going to be drinking is I, I have a big meal before I start. Yep, you got to eat a lot. I'll eat a big meal, like, like like Mexican food with tons of rice and beans or something. And uh, and then it's like, oh, yeah, these dosek here are, are, are feeling real nice, you know, four, five, six, and I'm, I'm still okay. But, like, For, I, I just get out of hand. And, and I'm not I'm not surprised because I've got this crazy history of alcoholism in my family. I imagine that's probably what my grandfather's problem was out there making the moonshine uh, out in the woods. Like, like yeah, just you really made more. moonshine? Yeah, it was a, yeah, absolutely. My my uh, my grand he was a he was a bootlegger. He um he he was always getting arrested. Uh, my grandma'd have to go bail him out. Um, my, my dad was talking about like the, the 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 law shows up at the front door, and and he's running and jumps out the back door. But they were waiting in the back too, and they catch him. Like, like, literally, like, like he jumped into the arms of like, a sheriff's deputy, and they're like, "Got you again." And, and, uh, and, uh, and they just always be arresting him. Like you know, they go take take access to his liquor still and all that stuff. And he was, you know, all he did was drink. He he I, made the liquor, he sold the liquor, he drank the liquor. And that I, was a lot. I got a question. So. I remember once, I'm trying to leave the specifics out of this, but it, like we had a relative, they owned a beach house, and or it was a, a house just across the street from the bay. And we went over there and we, we played with their sailboat for a while and we went clamming and uh, we were like eating oysters at the end of the night. And um, mm. the wife, who's my relative, but I'll just try to keep it more anonymous, um, they, uh, she was drinking beer. And it was like at the end of a long day of pl playing in this case, but also like finding food in the ocean. And uh, on the drive home, my father was really turned off by it. Like, ah, oh, it's so low class. You know, can you believe she sure. was you know, drinking beer? I see that. Like, I would never want a woman who, who drank beer. And what? yeah, oh. I, I was going to ask where you, where you lined up on this. Oh, my God. Because and by I, the way, like, keep in mind, like they're like. I, we low class we just spent the day on their sailboat by their bay house you know like like th this is these people were not struggling Jeez, for dad why don't you go bang mom so loud the neighbors here again <laughs> <laughs> why don't you fuck her pussy into oblivion so they have to get some sort of special like pussy protector for her to wear <laughs> low class like she had a Michelob after a day of clamming off her sailboat wow that's harsh I'm sorry princess Diana didn't didn't pour us all a glass of like 800 year old wine or something uh, <laughs> oh man but yeah, no I, that like, thought process is actually barely semi infected my own like in a diluted way but like if i see girls drink beer it's a lot more like one of the guys you know like like not necessarily like i look down on them but i, I also like it certainly knocks the princess off their appeal their no, their I don't, appearance I I, if it no i i don't it, it has zero effect i would prefer that a girl does have a drink every now and then and i don't care if it's chardonnay or if it's uh, mike's hard lemonade or it's jack daniels or if it's budweiser Maybe not Budweiser. Like, come on, like have some class. Yeah, I like Budweiser. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, drink whatever. The, uh, no, there's nothing a girl could drink that would make me think anything about her, unless she's like really drinking some white trash beverage. Uh, you know, she got some Bartles and James or something. PBR. Some, yeah, PBR is is you know. I mean, I don't drink PBR because I wouldn't want to be looked down upon. I, I mean, I'm for real. I wouldn't order a PBR in public or drink one. 
<laughs> Red Dog, you know, you name I it. I totally English. don't know the stack ranking of prestige on all these things. The one thing um, I do know, and this is from experience, apparently... <laughs> apparently the things i like are gay like i know that much <laughs> yeah yeah we definitely i'm with you though like 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 i like the gay drinks i like stuff that's sweet and like you know kind of a dessert and alcohol thing mixed together we literally had a cocktail one time that had a gingerbread man in it you know it's good if there's a gingerbread in a gingerbread man in it yeah how could it be bad yeah uh, and i don't know why anybody would look down on that like like some dude over there drinking his jameson like looking down on my uh, my gingerbread martini, like why? Like, like I got a little vodka in here. What's your fucking problem? Like, I, I remember it, I had this conversation with my. You don't mom. like gingerbread, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was telling I was a teenager, and there was something that came up that I wasn't embarrassed about anymore. And she's like, you know, that's one of the signs of growing up. Like, you you just care a lot less about what other people think, and uh, I, I don't know. Like, it's at least in some regards, I've totally fucking nailed that. Are you judging my drink? <laughs> I th I think that makes you a bit of an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If I I mean like there's no reason I would ever judge anyone else's drink. I guess if I see yeah. someone drinking something that that I find to be sophisticated or or you know maybe I'll I think more of them. Like 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 I'm fascinated by the way that Chad and Eric drink this scotch and they talk about you know the the body of it or and like like they can smell certain qualities of it and if it's been in this kind of barrel or that kind of barrel if it's a blend or you know on and on with this stuff and it's interesting to over to listen to them and say that yeah these guys are kind of connoisseurs of this particular kind of alcohol i can get down with that but i would never like look over at some someone drinking there's a difference between someone who's drinking like pbr and someone who's who's drinking a, 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 a that martini we had, like we're drinking that thing because it's some sweet, silly thing, and and I think it's partially funny, but it's also going to taste good and it's going to get me a little tipsy. Um, but but they're over there drinking that because they just don't have any class, like you're drinking that. PBR See, I think there. you are kind of judging. No, I, their thing is cheap. In a different way. Their thing is cheap and white trashy. That's the difference. Like 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 they're 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 drinking this like shit cheap ass nasty beer because it's the cheapest of the cheap. Or whatever, like like that's. The I difference. don't even know. PBR really and Budweiser right and Corona are I know all the same is. to me. Like, I, I, I mean, so so like, I don't know. I like I like Dosecki. That's my favorite beer. I like the green, not the amber. I, I don't know what they call it. Is is the lager? Um, I like the green bottle Dosecki. That's my favorite beer. I put some lime in there, and I'm and I'm good. Um, anything else, I'm just not a huge fan of. Uh, I just don't I really, like the snobbery. Like that's even worse yeah. than like microbrew uh, faggots. Like, yeah, oh. where it's like if you really like that microbrew, yeah. like there's a couple of St. Louis breweries here that's like, oh, I really like that beer, but I don't go around like, like label out when I'm having one of those, being like, oh, I see you're having a macro brew. Oh, Couldn't afford this. You don't like like it's just douchey. Like I, people. I would go to a lot of like bar type restaurants in uh, East Point, Atlanta, and that's all it is. They're, they'd have like the they have a chalkboard of their like special micro brews for that night, and it's all this like hipster doofus bullshit. And it's just like, can I get a Corona? Like, like, can I can I get a Corona over here? Like, I don't pumpkin care. pie porter. Does the lime make Corona gay? Because I. I used to like no, it with the lime in it. Really? I, Corona like with the lime? I used to like Corona with the lime, and uh, I used to like Michelob Dark. We used to call it mm. the doctor because it's MD. Some days are better than others. Mm. And those were yeah. the things I liked. Michelob Ultra, that's like the light beer for like upper middle class people who are golfing. That's what I think of. It's, it's good, though. You know? Tastes like water. I, I Tastes like water. Um... <laughs> If I if when I buy beer I buy Dosecchi. If I have to, I'll I'll get like if I'm at a Mexican restaurant and I want a beer and like everybody's getting one of those big frosted mugs. I prefer that. Um, and Corona's a short a close second, I guess. 
But I, I'll drink Miller Lite. I know that's one of those beers that probably falls right into that category of PBR. But it's it's so like light and and almost watery, like you said, that if it's cold enough, I can just guzzle down like enough to get blitzed real quick. Yeah. And I like that about it. It's not it's like filling. if you're playing pool volleyball, you yeah. want like a Bud Light there. You don't want uh, Miller Lite. Sure, yeah. Gross. Yeah, absolutely not. Like I I don't like um, what's that thick ass black beer that everyone jerks off to? Guinness. Uh, Guinness. Oh man, I my roommates were both Lithuanian, and they drank. They thought Guinness was piss water. Like they they drank these like ten per ten and a half percent alcohol Jesus Lithuanian Christ. and Russian <laughs> beers that came in a liter bottle, and, and and like a liter was like expensive, right? Like it's like a nine dollar beer, and and like psh, crack me off one of these, and I'm over there like, oh god. He's like, and it with his like Lithuanian accent, he's like, can you taste? Can you taste the amber? The amber <laughs> notes. <laughs> like, he's trying to fucking enunciate his English because he sucks at it. He's talking about the amber notes, and I'm just like, I taste alcohol and death. Yeah. Oh. And, and oh, I my just nose remember, burns. Like, yeah. It became, like, the theme of my existence, living with those guys. It was this catchphrase, finish your beer, Kyle. Finish your beer. Because I would always have, like, this warm part at the bottom, <laughs> like, this much of warm 10, 10% alcohol, and I'm just like... No! No, no, no. I, I yeah, hate but then it. it's like... One, one will get you through the whole night. And That's that was their thing. Like, like my my roommate Thomas was a, was a complete alcoholic. Like on his days off, he would drink. He would start off. He'd drink himself a six pack of beer for breakfast, and he'd have his bottle of wine finished off by noon. Uh, and, and like like he'd kill it that whole day. And he worked as a bar back at this night. He was waking restaurant. up early on his days off. You know, he would That's get up early on his days off. Like like for real, nine a.m. He'd be over there on his PC gaming. Uh, you know, he'd have that six pack cracked. Um, he worked his bar back at a, at a restaurant called Goldfish, and so he got all this free liquor. That, and he, 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 I don't know if he was stealing. He always said they gave him bottles, um, but he come <laughs> <laughs> seems a little unlikely. <laughs> so he'd come home with bottles all the time and be drinking the, you know. He'd, so there's all this like, nice liquor in the house, and he just stayed like. I feel like I don't know the Kyle story completely. So you, you graduated high school, right? And then all right. So when I moved to Atlanta, I, I moved for the girl. Uh, I, I went after her. I wanted to be closer to her. And uh, was this and a girl that you dated in high school? Yes, the it's all the same girl. Okay, then I know the girl. All yeah, right. it's all the same girl. All right. Yeah, Kyle has <laughs> had a long. Kyle long, has had a, a long off on our relationship with this one girl in particular. That I want something. I do whatever it takes. That if she owns his <laughs> it took heart, me ten it would years. seem. Yeah. All right. I whittled her down. Now, how, why was uh, she in Atlanta? Because uh, she, she was, she Atlanta. went to your high school. Yeah, yeah. So we, we graduate high school. She moves to Atlanta because she first she moves to Athens, stays there for a year, then to Atlanta. She she didn't like our small town, our small county, our small section of the state. It's not much to do. She here. wanted to be in the big she, city, so she moved to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. And, she wanted all the things to come along with that. So she moves to Atlanta. I follow along as a, a, a very much uh, sort of in a weird quasi friend zone type place. Um, I, uh, I I I get my job there selling cars. And I'm working with, um, and I make some friends at the dealership. Wow, so you moved to Atlanta on the hope that you'll escalate to girlfriend, boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a real gamble. Yeah. I don't care. I, I, it's whatever. <laughs> Wait, were you shaking that, dice? dice. <laughs> those are, that, that's double. That's double. Those are dice and my cock. <laughs> and just rolling it and coming. This is all of them in one. Okay. And, and, so you moved to Atlanta to follow the girl on the hopes that you can escalate your yeah. relationship to boyfriend-girlfriend. Get, get my job selling cars. I, I'm doing well there. Loving it. 
kicking it, having a great time. Uh, I get an apartment in an apartment complex right across the street from where she lives, not the same complex. Um, Do you have roommates in this apartment? No, by myself. By myself. So I, I get this apartment all by myself out there. And, uh, and I'm living right across from, you know, the, the street from her complex. We're separated and everything. Are you 18? Mm, 19. Okay. 19. Uh, so the first thing that happens, it's my birthday. We're going to go out to dinner and my apartment floods. I, uh, I had my shirt hung up on the, uh, the sprinkler, uh, ironing, twist it, sprinkler explodes, whole apartment's destroyed, all my belongings <laughs> destroyed. They put it on my credit report, didn't let me off the hook for like eight years. They, 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 put, it was, they put a hawk report on me or something like that for damaging the apartment. It was a whole thing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so people know the, the fire uh, sprinklers thing that sometimes they have like a little red um, piece of glass that almost looks like a Christmas light. If you break that, horrible things happen. Game over, bro. <laughs> Thousands of gallons in this apartment. Ruined the apartment. So now I got nowhere to fucking live, right? Like, of course, she's not going to let me go live with her. That's not even... even even remotely in the cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I asked my roommate, I asked my coworker, who's 24 at the time, I was 19 at the time, I'm like, hey, can I crash with you on your couch for a while till I get things figured out? So I'm crashing on his couch for, for maybe two or three weeks, and then like our quasi-friendship, boyfriend-girlfriend thing, whatever it was, meets its end. She, she breaks up with me, tells her this thing isn't going to work, whatever, like it's just not going to happen. Um, then I, I, I go into suicide mode. That's when I almost killed myself, um, you know, a- outside her apartment that night. I've told that story a bunch of times. Um, don't kill myself and said, you know, uh, limp my... It, spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> uh, it's hanging uh, on every word. <laughs> you know, I go, I go to work and I'm just sitting there. My manager's like, what's wrong? He sits on the golf cart with me. He's like, what's wrong, brother? I just go... <laughs> start crying or whatever. And uh, he's just like, go home, man. Come back when you're good. Come back when you're good. So like I go back to you know my friend's apartment and I, I literally sit there and eat peanut butter and peanut butter sandwiches and milk for like ten days until I'm like able to like collect myself together again. Watch all a band of brothers, every DVD that man owned. Really beefed up my film uh, knowledge during that that sad time, and, uh, and and so I'm just like, well, what am I gonna do? Like ten days ago, I was ready to kill myself because like what's the point now? You know, everything's been about getting this girl. You know, I mean, we've moved here. We've we've we've, we've done whatever it took. We've we, financial hardships, whatever. You know, my parents hated this whole thing with me moving out there. You know, fuck you. I'm going the whole nine. Like, you know, they've cut me off financially. I'm making my own money now. I'm doing well, and I had some savings, and but 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 I'm cut off. You know, and, and it's just it, it's it's rough. And, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go in my life. What my next step was. And I was just like, well, I'm not gonna fail. I'm not gonna turn around and go home. I'm going to I'm going to be a winner when I go home. Um so I got to put my head back down to the grindstone, get back on this thing and and make it make some more fucking money. And so that's what I did. So I I just went back to work and and I worked for another 9 months until I felt like I was going home a winner and I did it that way. Or did you stay but at I, this apartment? I stayed with them the whole time, crashing <laughs> on the couch fucking nine and a half months and did you they pay didn't rent? No, no, I didn't. Oh, pay. you piece of shit! <laughs> I, I pitched in a little with the rent sometimes. I may have left them in a in a, in a in a tough spot when I left, but I did the best I could. And you know, I always paid my part of the rent in, in any case. But when I left, you know, I'm gone, and you know, I'm not there to pay the rent anymore. So whatever. But I paid. Yeah, I, I paid rent, and uh, I, I paid for my share of the food and and, and all that stuff. But you know, I, I'd occasionally eat all their fucking food. But in any case, there were these two Lithuanian motherfuckers, and it was crazy living with them because they had their all. I had never met a European so, before. You know that. How did you go from living there, working at the car dealership, then you, you moved back home, right? Yeah. 
So what was the the catalyst for that? I was just done. Like I didn't want to. You didn't. Happy. You weren't happy. Uh, there was nowhere to go from there. Like like I had already been promoted. I had already like gotten as far. I was making plenty of money. I was doing everything I wanted to do out there. But I just didn't enjoy being out there. The whole point of being out there was the girl. So like the more honestly, the more I did, the better I did at my job. And the more I, that people like respected me at my job, the more every compliment I got was like bittersweet because it was like, why doesn't she see this about me? Why doesn't she care about this? Like everybody around me is kissing my ass and telling me that I'm like the best at this and the best at that. Like, oh my God, how did you do this? She doesn't care. And it was just really bittersweet and I didn't like it. And I just wanted to get out of anything that reminded I, me of I'll her. I'll tell you, I've met her a couple of times and she just seems like a normal person to me. Ah, she's great. Yeah. <laughs> she's just... Just a regular person, I swear to you. I, I, I mean, I've known her longer than you have. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, you know, I dated her for another two years. Um, I, ca I came back, got her back like uh, four years ago, dated her for two years. Um, uh, three years ago, dated her for two years, and she broke up with me last year. And then I can't, and Woody was like, What's wrong? I went, she broke up with me. Is and, that the know, one that hit you really hard? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I cried for, for you know, the last, for like eight months or something like that. Um, you... Yeah. Whoa. What are you going to do? That's cry for eight months, you know? Yeah, you cry for eight months. I don't cry anymore. You know, not in public or anything like, like I used to. Like I get get back home, get the cry blanket out, wrap it around my head, just sop. <laughs> As you do, yeah. As, I mean, yeah. What else? It's a we combo like guy. sand protection turban thing. No, that really is a sad, that's not even a happy story. You know, there's no happy ending to that. No, one. that's, that's sad. kind of a, a sad uh, chapter in my life where, like, I feel like, I wasn't good enough to, uh, uh, to, to be the me that I should have been, and I missed out on somebody who was really great. Um, were you going places, and they were like reminding you of her? Like you go into Fridays and be weeping. Oh, oh we used to get any tizers. <laughs> oh my god, a thousand things like that. A thousand things like that. Like uh, Woody asked one time, I, I was telling Woody, I was like, we watch Game of Thrones together. He's like, has this bitch ruined Game of Thrones for you? <laughs> That'll be the last straw. And I'm just like, nah, I mean, Jon Snow's pretty sweet. Though, you know? <laughs> it's funny because I'm team Kyle on this thing, right? Whatever that is. <laughs> right, right, well, it, it's a tricky thing to be sometimes because it, it's, you know, it'd be easy if team Kyle was, you know what? Fuck her. Fuck her with a knife. A rusty one. Jagged. You know? Screw that girl. I hate her. But that's not how he feels, right? Team Kyle is, you know, it's actually, it's, I don't know. I'm not great at this. Like, it's, it, I, yeah. And, and I will, yeah, in so all. So much worse than an angry breakup is a breakup where, like, you're longing for it and thinking of all the possible ways you could have saved it. It'd be so much easier just to be oh, like, oh, my bitch, best to like to hold it, it together at the end too, and just like to know Avell. Uh, How long did you know that it was tumbling down? Like, was there uh, quite a bit of play up? Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, I knew it wasn't going that well. There, and were, there had been a, a couple of stumbling blocks, but I thought things were pretty cohesive. And then there was a week period where, like, I did a couple stupid things. Um, and then instead of going to like fix it, I did some more stupid things. I feel like you're telling it wrong and I don't want to give it any, anything away. So I'll, I'll allow you to, but I don't think it's what you did. I think it's what you didn't do. Like it, someone might hear you did stupid things and think that you were like, you know, unfaithful or like, like that, those yeah, kind of stupid I mean, things. Well, it's, it, you know, she had seen where I'd been communicating with this other girl, uh, through email. Shouldn't have been doing that, but this. It's, it's you know the chick had been contacting me and her 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 butt was just so big, mm. just so big. What are you and, gonna and, do? You know, You're not gonna not talk to her. It was, her. It was, <laughs> it was just correspondence. It was just kind of like, 
well, what do you like to do? What you? And, I, and I'm just like, what can I do to that big butt of yours? And, you know, you know it's just like that kind of talk, you know. And, and she saw that on my, uh, my, uh, my, my computer and my email, and, and that really took things down a, a, a rough course. You didn't tell me then, about that. Can I say what you did tell me? I don't want to ruin anything away. I don't, probably. Uh, what, I'm going to because I don't think it's awful. Okay. Um, she wanted more attention, and Kyle didn't give her the attention she wanted. Sure, that was part of it, yeah. Um, and, and by attention, it was just like, it, we, we talk about the languages of love. And mm -hmm. I feel like we were also hitting on different ones. Like to me, a big one is like, uh, you know, like gifts and, and things that I might provide for you and places I might take you and things I might pay for. Like they, that's kind of how I show my love in a lot of ways. And I feel like she needed more, um, I don't know, more, more of one of the other ones, not necessarily physical. Like, touch, like words, of words of affirmation is one. Quality time yeah. is one. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to dissect my, my, my pitiful relationship from last year. I've got a new girlfriend who's, who's just absolutely gorgeous, best, uh, best looking girl I've dated in, in quite a while. And, um, and I, I like her a lot. And, uh, and you know, that, that's where things are now. But yeah, you know, I, uh, I still feel bad about that whole thing. That was a real rough time. Both times that every time, like that girl has been responsible for like all of my biggest lows in my whole life, I think. Like, like at least Is she responsible like, for a lot of your highest highs. Yeah, yeah, that too. Like, like some of my fondest memories are like trips I went on with her, and like going to Six Flags with her when we were teenagers, and uh, you know, just like like making out on her couch or something. And uh, I feel like your current girlfriend is a better fit. Now, no girl's perfect, but like, and I, I'm cautious about all the things I say. But um, for example, the the love of your ex—that's what I should call her. Um, she didn't like hunting. She didn't like, uh, you know, I don't think she was particularly into guns. She didn't like some of the things. She liked guns. She liked guns, it was, okay. Uh, she, was, um, she was a vegetarian, and she didn't like um, yes. um, aspects of, uh, she didn't like when I used the pig as the target and stuff like that, um, um, that sort of thing. Uh, none of that stuff bothered me. Like, like I was fine. Those like, to me know. seem like some pretty core uh, value system mismatches. No, I agreed with her in a lot of ways, like like uh, on that stuff. I really do. Like, I feel bad for those animals, and, and I had no problem eating uh, what she ate. She also, she had to be on a diet for medical reasons for a while, <coughs> and uh, it was it was virtually a vegan diet. And um, I mean, there would be gr it. It sounds weird to describe. I can't remember what it's called, but um, there was grilled chicken involved. Um, that that we would like. That was what we had to cheat with at the end because there was like nothing else for her to eat. There was like eight things. It was like quinoa. And like pepper, <laughs> and like, really, that's oh. it. That's the only. But but it was really only like a handful of things. But I didn't I, I didn't mind eating her very restrictive diet. Like you know she was a great cook and we'd cook. I don't want to get into this whole thing. But, um, you know that was the that was the same girl that uh, that I had the almost suicide with before. Hey, this time around I didn't think about killing myself. So there's that. Hey, great. by the third breakup, I won't even feel it's it. Funny. Right? He told yeah. me, he specifically said, like, you know, I'm not suicidal. And, I'm, and in my head, I'm like, how'd that get on the table? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Why? Because Why? last time, you know, I was. Last time I was like, well, let's just do this down here. And then I was like, but she'll find me. Or at least, you know, the ambulance will be down here and, and she'll ask her neighbor, what's this ambulance doing down here? And they'll say, oh, some guy shot himself in the in the parking deck last night. He's... He's over there in that black Acura TL. And like, you know, then I ruined her life. And I was like, well, I'll just suffer through my life so that hers will be a little easier. And that was literally what I did for a long time. And it's like admitting defeat to do that right then. 
I would have been happy to. I, I was defeated. I, I'd have been happy with defeat. I, I, I honestly kept living to make her life easier there for a long time. And think of the life that you would have skipped. Like, yeah. There's been some cool shit. You don't know. If I'd killed I myself, maybe I'd have been the emperor killed. of like Neptune or something. We don't know what kind of reincarnations You're, out there. I could have done some real cool shit. I feel like up houses you, and you've got a 20-sided D&D die and you roll it and you got like a 19 or 20 and you're like, oh, probably the next one would be even higher. Yeah. yeah. No way. That's, just keep fucking rolling. Because you've got all your charisma modifiers that couldn't get any higher. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Taylor. Yeah. yeah that means so you know much what? to you. I'm glad. I don't, I don't want you to kill yourself. You've got nice charisma modifiers, too. Oh, you. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, sad uh, talk. That was a, I'm that was the good. gay one here, guys. Me. <laughs> okay. yeah. Sorry, I was encroaching. Yeah, I'll lower my percent back down to its normal levels. You know. yeah, that was, I, I like that little peek into your life, Kyle. I didn't know really hardly any. You've mentioned that stuff to me like briefly before, but never, never much. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then it's, you moved back home because you, just nothing was... I guess you felt yeah, like you, I, and, you and got then, your like, achievement. As I was moving, yeah, I, 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 I didn't want to be out there anymore. And then, like, as I moved, I hurt my back, and I was literally on the couch for, like, uh, like four weeks, got real fat, um, and then just got real depressed and didn't want to do anything, didn't want to work at, at the dealership, didn't want to sell cars, didn't want any part of that, uh, and ended up um, just working with my dad for a long time, just really enjoyed. I felt like uh, like Rambo whenever he, like, He's done killing in Vietnam, and he's like he's like out there with those monks. I really felt like I was doing that for a while, just working with my dad, like out in the field, and just trying to like get my head straight after that whole thing with with the girl, and uh, and you know, eventually that kind of leads into playing way too many video games to deal with the pain, uh, and getting real good at those video games. Cod then, four. Uh, top four what? I said cod, cod four. four. Oh 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 yeah yeah cod yeah and then you know getting. Uh, deciding that professional poker might be an option for me, and I did pretty well at that. And uh, I bought my first gaming console with my professional poker winnings, and uh, kind of started playing more. So there was a time when I would play poker like all night and play video games all day, and like do like zero work. And uh, and so yeah, like like that. It, it's it all comes full circle, you know. If I don't go through the depressing, awful time with her, almost killing myself and all then I don't end up swinging from helicopters and blowing up houses and flying drones and being Call of Duty commercials and fucking like half of Twitter or whatever I did. Um, so, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta hurt to feel good. You gotta, there's gotta be some low. So you appreciate the highs. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm happy with the way things have gone so far. At least I know what it feels to, uh, to really love something a lot and, uh, and, and how intense it is to lose it. I feel like, those are intense feelings that I've felt. I don't feel like everybody gets that the full, uh, the full spectrum of intensity of horrible, horrible lows and and super duper highs. But I think I've had both. I'm just getting started. I'm not even thirty yet. I know. Yeah. But it, thirty to forty probably goes way faster than twenty to thirty, oh, right, Woody? I, if I make it to forty, next year's gonna be fucking crazy. I got some cool ideas. <laughs> I'm gonna get that ejector seat out. Did I tell you about that ejector That's seat what my you buddy said. has? Yeah, you said that that would, could actually paralyze you. Well, they said compress my spine. I mean, yeah, six of one, right? You know. Yeah, I'm all, what I'm, I'm like six one, six one and a half. Like I could do six foot flat, whatever. You might, it'll probably make you look broader too. Oh, I'd like that. Action, fill yeah. out those those shirts. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I got some. You'd have that squat wrestler's <laughs> neck. <laughs> look more muscular. More yeah. difficult yeah. to choke. I say go yeah, that, for it. That is true. Yeah. Mm. 
But yeah, that's um, that, that's a, that was just a real sad story, Woody. Why did you put me in such a bad mood? I think it was Bring a really good my, segment on the show. PKA Golden Age right here. Painful memories. And, Dude, we're, we're um, almost three hours into the show, and it's been all gold start to I've enjoyed the show so far. <laughs> start to three quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time. Worst case scenario, 75%. You know, average seat. <laughs> all go to shit from here on out. We're still in the clear. So, uh, so, all right, let's talk about these video games a little more. I know we had a real video game intensive thing. I am definitely going to be playing some Black Ops. I'm definitely going to be playing um, some Fallout. And I think I'm going to have to work Star Wars into the mix. Um, I have I, all three of those pre-ordered right now. Um, I think when this call is over, which is faster for me to... So what, I wonder what, what the download is versus whether I do a digital download upstairs and I just go up there and click the thing. Or if I go, if I drive to GameStop, which which is like an hour long round trip, what is the download that I'm going to have to do? You know, when you per, first put the disc. I in, understand the it, question. I'm just not your guy. Like I don't have the experience I, with it. Because there's if no it's, way you'll be be able to play tonight. Like mm-hmm. it takes so long for me. Like, I'm yeah. sure your internet is about on par with ours. Maybe even a little worse. I know you struggle with internet. Like Fourteen down, like two and a half up. Oh, then yeah, ours is better here, and it takes fucking forever. To do like I I get an Xbox game, put it in, I have to wait five hours, five yeah. or six hours, and it's like I, I almost have to get it tonight so I can plan on playing tomorrow. That's what I'm doing. I'm busy doing. tomorrow till like three p.m. What's the point? We can do the digital download. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna buy it from on Xbox Live and uh, start the download. I think if tonight. I get it at GameStop, there'll be a decent chance that they have pre-orders left over because you know I have to pre-order to get Nuketown. Ah. And I think if you yeah. drive to GameStop, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we get like 20% extra of the pre-order version, and you'll get one of those. Oh, okay. Can you okay. use just the pre-order thing and then digital download it on your Xbox and get Nuketown that way? I don't know. Um, yeah, but you're talking about paying, buying the game twice just to get the DLC? No, no. I only bought the prepaid slip thing. The guy like wouldn't let us buy it <coughs> oh I, I i anticipated it being a code in the case oh okay well yeah the nuketown thing know. would be a code in the case i pre-ordered it at target so they might not even be open for midnight release walmart's mm. usually the best bet if you're not getting some kind of special gamestop deal because there's like a walmart right next to gamestop where i'm at and gamestop will have this crazy long lines of super nerds and it's, it stinks in there but you can walk right over to walmart and just go to the game section and be out of there yeah, mm. that's what I was thinking. The one, or no, two times I've pre-ordered it, a Call of Duty from GameStop. It's just a really smelly, sticky-looking crowd of people, and yeah, always, sticky's the word. Yeah, you guys are, I think, more sensitive than that to me. Like more sensitive to that than me. Like when I go to PAX, I don't think of them as a sea of body odor dispensers. Not a sea of it, but so much that it never leaves you. Yeah, it's not like every single person, but there is a higher, like it's not everyone, but when you go to places like that, it is a higher percentage. Like you can't even really deny that. There's you guys need a few decades of working with Indians in IT. You'll get oh. desensitized to that whole scene. <laughs> yeah, you don't even have any nose hair anymore. Just away from working next to nah, uh, Malut. I remember PAX in Boston like four years ago, five years ago, and, and just that the ground floor, you know, you go down the escalator and you get down to the ground floor and just the smell, the, the smell. Fog. And I... If I were in charge of that thing, I'd, I'd be like, I would, I would have like uh, Old Spice be one of the main sponsors, and they would have like a giant thing of those little tubes, those sample size tubes of it, like at the escalator, and I'd get on the fucking loud horn and be like, "All right, listen up, 
You stinky sons of bitches. Yeah, you Zelda motherfucker. Link, get over here. You too. Come on, everybody. <laughs> like, like, I'd make them, I'd tell them, like, like, this shit is free. It is non-negotiable. Like, like, <laughs> anti-prosperant is I non-negotiable. Like... <laughs> Here's your you pass know? and... Your your right. Kratos cosplayer who's just beginning his his journey through puberty and and hasn't quite tooled out his hygiene yet cannot hang with Ayush and Shirnavas over there who just are thirty years old and still don't bathe. That, like, you're just not in my league. You may be right. <laughs> well, it's if it's a contest, you win because I cannot imagine that Shunavash ever came in smelling like you know clean linen. No. Probably smelled no, like no, hot garbage. I. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think you know. So I, I felt bad because, like, oh, you know, like I guess it's in a racist in a way to categorize a culture as people who don't have the same bathing standards. And uh, more than yeah. one guy on on Reddit wrote me. He's like, "No, I'm Indian, and you're totally right." You know, there's a bunch of stinky motherfuckers. Yeah, I, <laughs> and, I mean, it's it's just true. Like, and there's a lot of factors that contribute to it, but it it is a true thing. You know, my it's. it's one of my yeah, best you can't friends. Use that as your only example. One that of my, guy was just being an Uncle Vanesh. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my best friends. Um, he was, uh, I guess, first generation American, and he was from Yugoslavia, which doesn't exist anymore. So you could say Serbia, but uh, he had a thing like you know, like what, why, like why would I bathe? I didn't like work out or anything, and uh, and you know, it, it, we were like, no, dude, every day, every day, like you don't need like to qualify or earn a daily shower they just come by default and uh we've reprogrammed them you picked up on it oh yeah yeah he's regular american now (laughs) (laughs) yeah he was serbian i remember i I was like you know so what side of the war would you be on because there was a a civil war in yugoslavia at the time and uh he's like we'd be on serbian and i was like are you the good guys or the bad guys oh we're really bad. <laughs> He's like, we are the, you know, we're like, we're, my team is over there killing and raping and murdering children. And he's like, seems like know, it's the more successful team so far, though. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even know. Like, now that the score is posted, if anyone really came out of that as like the winning, like, did Serbia beat Croatia? Or they're, they're split hey, into hey, three, Bosnia, right? Bosnia, right? Bosnia, Serbia, and Croatia, I think. I don't know if any of them were really like the the obvious winner. Yeah, I, I know there's a ton of Bosnians, at least here in this area, because so many of them left during that time. Yeah, we like, uh, the uh, I've told the story before, but the the receptionist at our car dealership was Bosnian, this blonde-haired, blue-eyed chick, and her ass was so fucking big, and she would wear these white pants with no underwear. And you could just see her ass like riding inside those underwear everywhere <laughs> she went. It was so fucking huge. An ass to genocide for. Yes. I would I would do some genocide for that ass. Absolutely. Like whatever it took, you know, babies, women, children, old people, it, it wouldn't matter. Scalps, ears, eyelids, I don't care. It was just incredible. She was the one that, that my friend wanted to rape that night and I had to be like, Don't show up <laughs> <laughs> You texted her that? Yeah, yeah. I was I was like, Don't show up, party sucks. You know, like like nobody's here. I, I wasn't Wait, like. Wait, this guy gave you a like he clued you in. Like, hey, gonna do something a little nefarious tonight. Here's my my plan as he undoes the I, scroll. So the family's out of town tonight, but do not worry, the neighbors they don't see. I got the plastic bags over the windows, and I was like, yeah, you do. You take plastic bags over the windows. <laughs> that's 
that's real fucking good, Sergey. That's that was his name. I was like, that's good. They won't be able to see in here, will they? It kind of sucks. We can't see out. No, it doesn't matter. I got the security lights. No one bother us. No one bother us at all. You know, Jeanette, come. We have some fun. And I'm just like, ah, hell yeah, man. Let's have some fun. He wanted and you just, to be in on it. He wanted me to be in on it. Yeah, clearly. And he had told me stories of rape before in sort of a jokey fashion about you know back in Russia. Like you know, he's like the bitches say yes, Sergey. Yes, fuck me harder. And I'd be like, bitch. It is not me fucking you! <laughs> Sorry, this does not translate well. <laughs> I'm like, I think you're, it's translate just fine, dude. I'm 19 years old, and you just told me about a gangbang rape, that's all. Um, and, and, you know, there's lots of stories. Great like story, that. Pill Cosby. Right? Yeah. And so, um, and so, yeah, he, he had set up that whole rape thing. So instead, I texted her, like, hey, don't show up. Uh, it's not cool. And he and I sat there and we drank an entire bottle of Nimrov vodka together and, and ate a bunch of little pickles as Russians are prone to do. Uh, real good guy, real solid friend. I read up on yeah, the Yugoslav like civil. I ran up on the Yugoslav civil war just to make sure I got my facts right. There was no winner. If there was one, it was NATO who went in, whooped up on everybody, and made them stop fighting. That was in the early nineties, right? That's about right. Yeah, mid nineties. Was that when Clinton was uh, was bombing uh, Slobodan Milosevic? Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. He came in That's there. The one that there were no ground troops. We just came in with air power and wrecked house. Yeah, B two bombers, I think. Yeah, our, uh, my our um, one of them got shot down. If I remember, those things are like a billion a piece, by the way, or maybe <laughs> two billion a piece, something crazy like that. Uh, I just remember uh, she was always talking about Slobodan Milosevic and like, when she do that spit thing when she mentioned his name? <laughs> I thought that was hot too because like, that, that was such a folksy like Europe. Dude, Euro I don't know if girls have the same thing, but like when I see a girl who has a strong passion about almost anything, that's really interesting to me. Like, you know, like if you're really into cooking, if you really hate Slobodan Milosevic, if you just like, if you're passionate <laughs> about a thing, right, they're saying, eh. Two sides of the same coin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, this is a person who has an interest and that's kind of neat. Like, I, I think that makes people interesting when they have strong interests. Hey, did you see hey, Ben Carson's good. comments about the pyramids? No, what did he say? God, what did he say? He said the pyramids were we're not tombs for ancient pharaohs. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. He's uh, the new reigning Egyptologist from um, wherever the fuck that moron's from. Says they were enormous grain bins to store the grain in. He also says he also believes that the Jews built the the pyramids that they were built by slaves, which is also not true. Um, that guy is an absolute like radical uh, idiot. And he the is fact a, that he's I'm I'm sorry, I didn't know you were still going. The fact that he's black is is, is even more shocking because. I just expect more from them. I feel like if, if, if I feel like if you're an African American politician, you you should have your shit together. You're representing a lot of people. You gotta, you should get up there and you should be a shining example. And he is a shining example of an absolute idiot. There, name me one white guy as dumb as that black guy. Uh, Huckabee. I don't know. <laughs> well Huckabee, played. I mean, Huckabee, Huckabee probably believes that the, that, 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 that the Jews built the, the, the pyramids, but he wouldn't go off on some bullshit about how they were for storing grain. It's you know, challenging because Ben Carson is obviously brilliant, right? Like, he, I don't know. At, at, at surgery. At, yeah, he's so some sort of, of nationally ranked yeah. surgeon. I guess amongst his peers, he was really highly regarded. And, and um, he wasn't. I think he wasn't born into money, so he has a really neat story about how he's a self-made super surgeon. Um, and, and in that regard, you know, he's a really impressive figure. 
But some of the other stuff he comes up with, like I, I feel like he might be a product of years and years of unquestioned bowing down to him, right? Like maybe just the way that people treat surgeons and nothing he says is ever questioned. And, you know, like he can just sit there and be like, yeah, I think the pyramids were grain silos built by Jews. And everyone's <laughs> like, that's an astute observation, Mr. Fuckhead. Cause like, everything well, you say is separated conjoined twins and nobody else has ever done that. So maybe, you know, just, just let him let him go with his. Give him a pat on the head and say, "Okay." With As your the great leading Egyptologist in Franklin County, Georgia, I can tell you right now that that is just absolute horseshit. All right. Like, like, now, let me ask I you this: In that. Civ Five, is there any kind of grain bonus for the pyramids? You get some extra workers. Uh huh. Um, uh -huh. That, so you get your extra workers. So there's are they that. Jewish? You know, they're all wearing white garb and kind of mono monochrome, mm. but they are a little dark skinned. Um, I guess and they they have the pitches and. Uh, do they have hook noses? <laughs> some do. Some do. That's do it. They you control gotta a disproportionate amount of the media. Yes. <laughs> now you got to build the CNN tower to get that. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, with Ben Carson, like it, I, one of the issues I have with him for running for president is how unqualified he is, right? So typically when people become presidents, they're governors, right? So they've run a state before. You can't be president before you're president, but you got to be something. You can be a governor. Uh, Obama was a senator, and he didn't have that much time in the Senate. He had like six years. Which was one of the like less experienced people we've had in, in as the president. And I'll say, I feel like he got beat up by the process for his first three years, you know, or two years, or something like that, where like he tried to meet the Republicans halfway, and then once he got there, they'd have him meet the other quarter. And you know, he would just continually like seemingly getting his ass kicked in these negotiations. He didn't get much done when they controlled the Democrats had the House. They had the Senate and they had the presidency, and he's still struggling to get shit done. And I attribute that to his inexperience. He was only a U.S. senator for like three years. Yeah. Was it, I thought he did a term. In the, uh, so maybe it was three years. Okay, I, I stand corrected. Sure. Um, but for uh, like Trump, I see that as level S, right? Trump has no political experience. I think absolutely zero. But he has led a large organization before. Um, not one that fights him back constantly because he owns it and he can fire anybody, but at least he's led a large organization. Ben Carson, as far as I know, like the largest organization he's run is a six or eight man surgery team. Like this guy. Where if, his word is law. Where his word is law. If he becomes the president, he is going to be so phenomenally unqualified for that position that it, it, it will be a national tragedy he, Man, it's he, a real scary uh landscape out there with the candidates we we have left and the way it's shaping up you got donald trump and ben carson leading that thing and then you got rubio i think bringing up the third and and i feel like rubio is probably i don't want him but like all right don't just not trump or carson mm -hmm. um but but then on the other side like i just i, I despise hillary so much and i i fear bernie sanders nonsense so much i i was thinking before this show we should like coordinate and because uh, I saw that Bernie was uh, putting a bill forward to legalize marijuana on a federal level, and he's and I'm sure he's going to bring that with his presidency. That's one of the things he's putting out there. I felt like we should mention that, and then all three of us should just be 100% Bernie. Like forget <laughs> everything we've said before, not mention any of the bullshit, and be like, you know what? It's all making sense now. The light. I see the light. I see the light. You know, and just just be 100% on board, and just be talking about how important Bernie is, and like just just reading off his campaign posters, and just. For one show, be a hundred percent like sold on his ass, yeah. and, and now it and, makes uh, sense why he has his ideas. He's high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I, I haven't found a candidate I fall in love with. Um, no. I do like Kasich, the Republican, but I feel like... It, 1% of the vote. It, I think it's Easy. more. I think it's three or four. I could Even Bush has fallen a lot, right? Yeah, he's I bet like it's seven than, or something. I bet it's less than three. I bet it's three or higher. Yeah, I'd take the over five on bucks. less than three. All right. All right. Five bucks says it's uh, it's two or lower. All right. Uh, this Kasich's guy. And, and let's do like a Politico 1. or something 4. like that. That wasn't the fact. I was just There are guessing. dozens of polls, <laughs> but maybe like a Politico right. national average. Or, on, I don't know. I don't know which one. Here, Real Clear Politics is taking the average of the five most recent. Fox News, Quinnipiac, NBC, IBD, which I don't know, and CBS. And I'm looking. I don't see him yet. Kasich, 3%. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Where's Bobby Jindal at? Two um, percent. Point five. Oh, that hurts. Oh. So Aziz Ansari did this really funny bit on Saturday Night Live where he plays uh, Bobby Jindal because they're both. I think I think Bobby Jindal's Indian, right? Yeah, they are. Uh, so so, so, uh, so Aziz Ansari's uh, Ansari plays him, and uh, and and they're like, you know, how do you expect to to make any you know ground? He was actually on Jimmy Kimmel. That's where he was. He was he was like, how do you? expect to gain any ground you're you're pulling it currently one percent and he was like uh-uh i'm at two percent that's a 100 percent increase <laughs> <laughs> no one's growing by leaps and bounds like that <laughs> he, was, he was like look at he's like donald trump spent a million dollars just on those make america great hats that's more than i've spent on my entire campaign <laughs> dude <laughs> he's like so i came up with something better i got these little little suckers for a quarter each and he's got these tiny little hats that like <laughs> are like that big on his head that say make america great it's pretty funny it's uh, it, so a lot of these republicans in my head are running really bad campaigns right like if you talk about trump i at least know what he wants to do right he wants to have a protectionist economy right where he puts a wall up from mexico uh, negotiates really hard and i guess theoretically better than previous people have and that it's hard to do business with the u.s and if you want to then you have to pay the toll and and um he's gonna have a hard stance on immigration hard stance on trade laws and he wants to make america great by sort of having us you know not leak money uh if you were to put a slogan on the hat that, say, Jeb Bush's campaign was putting out. We're fucked. What would it yeah. be? I don't even know. Like, what they does Jeb gutted. Bush stand for? Dude, they got gutted in that last debate. Trump has destroyed the I the could Bush do the same. Carson. What does Carson's hat say? I think it says, I'm Christian. Vote for me. I'm a cuckoo. I'm that's, his his, that's his thing. Oh. Yeah, I, I got it. I got it. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That goes on Ben Carson's hat. That's 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 great. <laughs> but, is there some sort of racist spin on the cocoa puffs because it's a it's chocolatey cereal? No, it's a oh, thing I my wife about says about anyone racist. who. <laughs> I didn't think about that either. No, no, it's just that's what whenever someone like believes that the pyramids were built by Jews and they hold grain, she'll describe them as cuckoo for cocoa puffs. It's not a, a black thing at all. Can I I'm, ask you? Um, who who are your parents um, looking at? I, 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 I like, would like, guess Ben Carson. Really, they uh, or Huckabee? I know they like Huckabee. How about okay. your parents, Kyle? Um, my dad has a lot of common sense when it comes to this sort of stuff. Uh, me and him can sit and have a conversation, and uh, and he'll he can he'll go right along with the, with the, with most of this stuff. I don't know which candidate he would be for. I'll ask him. I, feel I know. Like I don't know which would... one I'm for. Like, yeah, exactly. On I, the I Republican doubt. side, Kasich's my favorite, but he's he, what do we say? Three yeah, percent. So. 
he'd probably say something like, let fucking Trump win. Fuck them all. You know, he'd probably say something. He probably just hates politicians so much. I, I know he would. We don't want uh, Hillary. You know, I, I don't think anyone. Um, anyone but her. I, see, I'm not her, there with you. I, 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 by we, I mean like me and my dad, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't. I don't trust Hillary. I feel like she's been in politics long enough to get so dirty. Like, and, like she, oh. she's like going, she's attacking Bernie Sanders because he's not hard enough on guns, and I'm just like, fuck. This yeah, bitch. I'm with you. I'm, I don't, I don't like that about her. She's gonna take him down. She's gonna get the the primaries. Like, yes, no almost he certainly. Because like, he had a chance to like attack with all that email stuff, and then he did that dumbass like, you know, I think we've been you know, shake my hand, Hillary. I think that you've been getting too much flack here. I don't know how to do politics. I'm high as a kite. I just walked out here. Like, that, that, I um, we'll see. The thing about. The thing that interests me about Sanders and his chances, everyone looks at the polls and they're like, he's down by 30 points. Like, you guys are kidding yourselves, right? It's like 68 to 38 or something like that. Um, he doesn't have a chance, and that is a huge gap. But the thing is, all the people who say he doesn't have a chance are likely to change their mind if he wins Iowa and New Hampshire, right? If he pulls both of the first primaries, then people might look at him in a different way, certainly as Hillary's peer. And I prefer him to Hillary, and I prefer him to. I do too. Several of the Republicans. Um, if if I had my pick, uh, we've talked about Rand Paul before. Um, um, I like him. Am I am I pronouncing it? Is it Rand or? or it's Rand. R A N D. Because there's two. There's a father and son. There's also. Ron is the dad. Okay, just wanted to make sure I wasn't fucking that up. So, I like him as well as I like anyone from that side. Trump is honestly going to be up there pretty high on my pick just because I hate the, 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 the theocracy that comes along with some of these other characters. Like, I feel like it's like three steps backward, backwards. I feel like we're in a, a point right now with the, uh, the culture of the world and the culture of this country where we're like, we're starting to see the light. We're starting to do things the right way. When I hear about political things happening, I'm like, good, good. That's, that's a good thing. And it's been a while since I, 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 it's been like that. And I just feel like if you get somebody like that, like Huckabee, like somebody like Carson, somebody like um, really like three quarters of those Republicans up there, like it's going to be like, oh, every time you're going to open the paper, you're going to be, you're going to see like, oh, really? We're, we're, how did we end up in a war with Nigeria? What God told fuck? us to invade Iraq, right? That was literally <sighs> a thing. God told George W. Bush to invade Iraq. You know, I mean, I don't like that. It's just ridiculous. Maybe he that did. That flew. I mean, maybe. I, I think it's more likely that George Bush Sr. told us to invade Iraq and we just went and did it. They sons of bitches. I don't remember know. They, you remember Saddam tried to kill uh, uh, the senior. Bush Sr.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had that whole plot to take him out. Uh, you know senior came out with a book recently and uh, he basically badmouthed Cheney and Rumsfeld. Rumsfeld. Yeah, saying that those people Iron were too ass. hawkish, uh, that they shouldn't have you know like they they tarnished his son's presidency by taking them into iraq and um yeah so the, what you said doesn't tie into what you know Bush it's said. not an awful presidency if you remove iraq and i know that's removing a trillion dollars and a bunch <laughs> of dead americans and a hundred thousand dead iraqis and the isis situation and destabilizing the middle east but you take that back and he didn't do so bad i don't know uh, if, you, if you take out iraq well wait, hold on a second if you take out iraq then you still have the 9/11 thing, which people don't blame him for. But I, I, dude, he took off the. He was in Texas at his ranch, literally like clearing brush and shit for photo ops, putting it in his Ford, and he did that for a month while ignoring the security reports that they gave him. And then 
uh, he, so he's, that, that's August. He comes back in September, and the he's country's not the only attacked. One who gets those security reports, though? It's not like there's a big pile of them on George Bush's yeah, desk, and they were an like, "Oh man, hopefully he shows back up soon, so someone can sift through all this information." I'm just saying, like, I, I don't like that he takes a month off before we're attacked, and then he didn't know. If something bad happened while the Obamas were on one of their cross-world vacations, you wouldn't blame him. Like, no, dude. If if something if Obama took a month off and then the next month something bad happened, that's all people would talk about. With Bush, I feel like that's he doesn't compare when it comes time to time off. And I feel like somehow Bush Jr. has gotten a total pass on 9/11. Right, he's still the like. Jeb Bush was running on the he kept us safe. There's one thing I know about my brother: it's he kept us safe. No, you fucking fuckface. He's the one who didn't. He's the one who didn't. You know, like four people die in Benghazi. That's not even noteworthy under Bush's true thing. You know, the uh, embassies were getting attacked all the fucking time. Hundreds of people would die. And it's not even a news story, but it's yeah, a political but you're witch hunt. Apples and oranges. Like it's I'm a comparing brain. embassy attacks on both. But it was well, it was a ambassador. different climate then than it is now. So you just give him a pass. He he made that climate. Like he went to war with Iraq. People start bombing embassies, and you know because we're pulling out of the war in Iraq, suddenly bombing embassies are like our, our fault. It, it it's the. It's well, apples he takes to oranges. For the war, but not for 9/11 itself. I don't think yeah. he takes. Uh, oh, I completely I think that, that you know, <laughs> it, why Hillary gets shit for Benghazi and Bush gets no shit for 9/11 is insane. If there was information that Bush was like hiding a ton of shit about 9/11, about how there could have been something prevented, then everyone would be on your side. But that's have you not seen? The case. That There's Michael just Bay, as much. Michael Bay is making a Benghazi movie. It's coming out soon. No, Michael Bay is. What the Michael but, Bay is making this. I have no interest movie. in that. Oh my God! It Not looked like such little. propaganda. It, it was like when no one would answer their call, these men did. And it's like it's it's like some. I, I I don't even remember this being part of the the story that I read about what happened to Benghazi. But there's lots of like killing bad guys who are storming an embassy and RPGs ricocheting and lots of like dramatic like. It's down to us. We do this or we die. Like kinds of like, like GI Joe, like Ura Ura. It felt a bit like propaganda. Uh, watching the uh, the trailer, I suggest more or less than American Sniper. I didn't feel like American <laughs> Sniper was propaganda. I, I felt I felt like it showed both sides of that thing. Like like um, it, you know, it, it showed him like not wanting to shoot that child and just being like, put it down, put it down. And when the kid puts it down, he's just like. <sighs> You know, you saw his home life and how, how, how much it affected him. You saw how shattered his brother was. I didn't feel like American Sniper was pro-war at all. I felt like, I felt like they, uh, they may have demonized the enemy in some cases um, to, to, to make the, the whole thing more palatable. But shit, I, I don't know. I wasn't over there fighting in fucking 2005. I didn't even I, see it, but some people felt like it was pro-war. Like one guy compared it to the propaganda scene in um, yeah, I what was saw the that. World that's War bullshit. II movie. Inglorious Bastards. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's not fair. It it was mm. not like that at all. No, it, it, you, it showed lots of the negatives of the war. You saw the impact that it had on his family life, on his, um, on his brother who also served, who seemed like a shattered man. You saw the, the heavy tolls it took on him emotionally when he had to carry out uh, missions that, that you know, women and children had to be shot. There were there was some like, awful things that were happening over there, and, and, and he couldn't stop them at one point. Like, he's pinned down, and meanwhile, like a, 
a child is being murdered in the squ- in the town square, and the guy's saying, "This is what happens if you work with Americans," and like power drill to the kid's head, and the Americans can't help him. So there was nothing um, like that made me go like like oorah oorah. This is uh, you know propaganda pumping me up and making me feel good about what happened. You know, the end will make you cry. Uh, that movie because it, it's it's just like you see the real life footage of like of his funeral and 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 all the support that he had there and I I didn't feel like that that film was Oscar worthy I felt like it was a good movie there were a few little things that bothered me about it I didn't like the editing I didn't like that fake baby um, some of the special effects I felt were weak the blood splatter isn't something Did I like no um, maybe for like sound mixing or some shit like that. Um, I think it was sound mixing, if I remember. Um, but it was nominated, you know, for I think best picture, and maybe Bradley Cooper got a got a got a nod for best actor. Um, Clint Eastwood directed, uh, but I thought it was a good movie, not a great movie, and I, I didn't feel like it was anywhere near as good as Gran Torino. But it was not propaganda. I didn't feel like it. It really showed the toll that that war took on Chris Kyle and and the things that he had to do, the tolls that those took on him. At least in Bradley Cooper, you saw it. Bradley Cooper did a great job. He did. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I'll probably see the Michael Bay propaganda movie for Benghazi just because that sounds really entertaining. Oh, just man. Not like really getting into the movie, just kind of watching as like a in awe that someone did it. It, it, it looked pretty intense. Um, I, I just I felt so weird watching the trailer because it's just like this feels politically motivated. This is coming out right around this election. This. You know, it felt weird. And to see Michael Bay doing it, I, I, I don't know. I'd like to learn more about who wrote that movie, who wrote that screenplay, who owns that, who's funding it. Politically motivated movies are fun. Yeah. I, I remember um, Michael Moore used to try to have big impacts on the election. Like he came uh, out with Fahrenheit 9-11. He came out with a health care one. Bowling um, for Columbine. For Columbine. That's that an nonsense. old one. But uh, the, uh, the medical one, I, I, I thought of it just Sicko. a second ago. When, Sicko, yeah, yeah, yeah. When Kyle was talking about um, how he worked with his father and kind of got his head back in a good space, there was a guy, they were talking about government health care, and this guy had cancer. And he's like, this is a picture of me after chemo. They said I was healed. You know, like, all right, you're better now. And um, my brother's had cancer twice, so I'm kind of familiar with that, like, hey, congratulations, now you're healthy. And you're totally not. Right, you've just gone through the worst experience in your entire life. You're bald. You're puffy, like a, a a kind of weak fat thing going on. And and after chemo, you're terrible. And uh, he's like, the government put me on this. They, they vacationed for three months on like the beaches of South France. And I thought, whoa, 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 you lost me. Right. I, I, I can maybe get on board with a single payer system, right, where everyone pays in taxes and then the taxes pay the, the, mel- the health care providers. But paying people to go to the beach seems like horseshit. And then you saw him afterwards and he was happy. He had like a martini in it or a, some sort of girl, you know, fruity drink in his hand. He was tan and he was fit. And you're like before and after. And it's like, holy smokes like that two-month period, three-month period where you regain your health after chemo is a medical treatment. Like, it, it should happen. You know, the, the mental health is a health. Physical health is obviously a health. Um, like, that, y- you kind of need a, an opportunity. Like, to just go from chemo back to the office, which is how we do it here, is brutal. 
And uh, I don't know if France is as good as he made it sound. He made it sound like every time you get a cold, there's a vacation. Don't you want that? But, uh, um, oh, and then, of course, there's, you know, nannies that come and watch your kids so that you can chill after childbirth. Are there hot nannies? Uh, hot French nannies? I bet you can Are there any other kind? <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, he made it sound like everything was great and everything was free, which clearly is not how the world works. But yeah. um, I... I it did convince me that that convalescence, I think that's what the term is. It's not an American term. Um, it is important. Should I be reading my phone right now? Or? Negative. I, 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 was, oh. I was checking mine. Oh, I got, like, are we in a group text? That, no. I don't, no, I look. didn't realize we were all looking. Anyway, you know what like, I want to see in that Benghazi movie is I want to see him go way overboard with it with like, with Megan Fox as Hillary Clinton, and shows her like banging on a table, like we have to inform the people this is wrong. And like, like she's the good guy. <laughs> I don't know where that thing's supposed to be going, but it seemed to be from. You want to watch the trailer? I mean, the tra it's good. I mean, I don't. Okay, know maybe it, maybe it'll change my mind. Let's see. Oh, it won't change your mind. Like I watched the trailer and I felt uncomfortable, and I was like, and I read the the Reddit comments, and nobody else saw what I saw, so I was like, am I just stupid or? Am I like, like, I never want to pretend like I'm the only one who knows what's going on, but eh. I, I guess the 13 hours, 13 hours of secret soldiers of Benghazi official trailer. Uh, yes, that one. Okay. It looks three like minutes and five seconds. Uh, yeah. All yeah. right. Maybe we'll cut it short. See how it goes. Let me just change the screen. Oh, we paused Taylor and crazy face. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready? Yes. Ready, set, play. Lens flare. Good old Michael Bay. Silva. Yeah. We train SEALs at Coronado, so he knows the drill. Welcome to Club Mad. resort. You will wait. None of you have to go. We are the only help they have. <laughs> if Optimus Prime doesn't come out of that embassy <laughs> and save the day, Bumblebee. I called fire support. Never came. 
Shia LaBeouf's gonna come out with a You're beard. You're not giving orders. Let's do this. You're in my world now. Just do it. 36 American lives to save. I okay. I don't expect a documentary, but that looks like a good movie. It does look like a good movie. It looks like a good action movie. Um, looks like uh, characters that you get behind, but we all know it's going to have a pretty sad ending when our ambassador gets fucked in the ass with a stick. You know, I want I want uh, John Krasinski, the guy who plays Jim in The Office, to be able to see the ambassador get shot, and then just like in The Office, he turns and gives that face with his eyebrows <laughs> up, like, <laughs> like he pranked Dwight, and then he gets shot, and that's, that's the end of the whole movie. Is he just? <laughs> I was just, wondering if you'd seen John, John Krasinski in there. It's also I didn't got, catch um, him. It's got both of Pam's men in there. Uh, um, the the um, oh. the guy who worked down in uh, uh, downstairs, uh, Pam's oh. uh, fiance, Roy. He's uh, he's in the movie as well. Wonder if things are still heated from 2002. Ah, well, I'm sure they they got it together so they could, you know, fight the Libyans in this movie together. I'd like, Kyle. I, I think you know more badasses on this this level than I do. Like, I knew a couple Delta guys from a shoot I did, um, Delta Force guys, and they. God, it's so disrespectful to call them blowhards, but. <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I don't want to say fuckhead or <laughs> idiot, but you know, I, it it just seemed like you know there was a little like I don't know they were just they had some stories of like beating up everyone in a bar and the shit they've been through and stuff and and it seemed a little Hollywoody. All right, so as far as somebody who's who's saying they're from Delta, look, I didn't serve in the military. I never like to put on, uh, make anyone think that I have or anything like that, but I've never met anyone or heard of anyone who claimed or said they even knew anybody who was in the Delta Force, so it seems a little fishy that these guys are like, yeah, yeah, Delta Force here. Like, like all five of them were, and they didn't say Delta Force. Like, I was told they were in the Delta Force, and then they're like putting down Navy SEALs and stuff. Like, oh, Navy SEALs are always asking for so much attention and stuff. They, they'll get, like, SEAL Term 6 hoodies that they wear around. He's like, yeah, yeah look, you know, I, like, they, they might have referenced the D word or something like that. I, I don't know about that, but, but like, the, the guys that I've met that have always been, like, pretty somber about that stuff, and they'll tell you stories, but but never blowhard. I wouldn't think that. It, uh, the, the guys who have come off like that are the fake military guys like we had uh, that, I, that I've seen and that we work with. And then later you find out, like, no, he's fucking lying. Like, he's a fake this, fake that. Like, he, he went for two years and then he got busted out or he, he didn't even make it through basic or something like See, that. The, there were guys on the controller who, who were supposedly... that they weren't... They certainly weren't that fake, right? You know, because they're, they're fucking flying the helicopters like it's a video game, you know, bouncing around and... Well, he's a pilot. Okay, I mean that part was real. And uh, um, so he's a Delta Force helicopter pilot plus well, plus, plus plus plus. The thing is, I, I just an astronaut. But there were a bunch of them, guess. right? So like other ones were like the minigun <laughs> operators and stuff. And, and uh, there was a time nobody was in the helicopter or anything, but the minigun was pointed forward, and I walked in its like path, and they all took like great alarm to that. And I guess that's fair. But uh, um, it just it implied to me that they had been around mounted guns in a way that I hadn't. Right. All right. I don't I, know. In my opinion, they, they sound like, like, like a bunch of fakers. Because like, like the guys that, that... 
the guys who really do shit don't like tell <coughs> like prideful they, stories like that. They're always yeah, quiet and, and beating up a bunch of guys in the their bro- own head. Beating up, I, I've I've heard these guys talk about. I'm I'm getting sick. <coughs> Remember Carl from T1G? Mm-hmm, he led. Mm-hmm. He was the running the place. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he didn't braggadociously tell a story about beating up some guys in the bar. He very low key told a story about how their um their commander like saw that Navy SEALs movie and where they're parachuting in and shooting. And he was like, and he thought we should be doing that. He th- he was like, he's like Steven Seagal can do it. Why can't you? So he he, he you know he tells a story about how the guy. <clears throat> does a jump and tries to shoot while he's landing, but he doesn't have both um, paddles or whatever you call them, and breaks his ankle. And, and, and he, he told us a few stories about killing people and this and that. And, but it wasn't anything braggadocious, and it wasn't anything outrageous. And, and that's the common thing that I've seen from people that are genuine, is that when they tell the stories, they don't come off like a douche. But whenever I, wa- I watch this guy on YouTube who exposes fake Navy SEALs, and uh, he goes from place to place. Like, you'll call this guy up, get him, uh, contact him on YouTube, and be like, hey, there's this guy, hangs out at my bar. He says he was a Navy SEAL, this, this, and that. Well, this guy will do the research, and he'll show up on your doorstep and be like, are you claiming to be a Navy SEAL? Is that a, is that a Navy SEAL trident you're wearing right there? Are you blah, blah, blah? And he'll expose him right there and humiliate him. Isn't that illegal? Him. Yeah, uh, it's called Stolen Valor. I, I think it might be a crime. I'm, I'm not really sure. <coughs> I think it might be a military offense. <coughs> Yeah, they probably put you in jail for it. It is very frowned upon by everyone. But I don't know. I've also seen like on shoots and like like when we did that controller thing, there were guys there whose credentials included special forces training, but they clearly had barely had basic training. Like you know, the, the guy was like, "Oh yeah, I was a machine. I was a, in the Marine Corps. I was a." a uh, I operated the uh, uh, Amadeus. I did this and that. I was a machine gunner, and uh, and I don't know enough about the military to dispute anything the guy says. But you know, there's a military guy there, and he's like, "Well, were you trained as a rifleman or something like that?" And he said, "Well, no, no, no." And he's like, "But all Marines are trained as riflemen." And I don't even know if that's accurate. But like, he just kept catching them in these that's weird true. lies Thanks. where they didn't know like random stuff, and then seeing those guys shoot. On the last day of that thing, I ran. We set up the course where you had to go down through the zip line. You had to shoot four targets, and then the timer stopped. And I ran that thing um, pretty much flawlessly. I missed one shot. I was out of breath when I got to the thing. But I think I fired five shots, four targets, something like that. The, and, and that was the one day where instead of the video gamers like X-Jaws and, uh, and, and Hex and all those guys shooting, instead of them, it was the Special Forces guys shooting. I didn't just beat all the Special Forces guys. I beat them by, like... A factor of like 200% or something like that. It wasn't even close. It was laughable. It, there were people laughing at him, snickering, because like it took me, whatever, the five shots to hit four targets, and it, it was taking them, the, the nine was the, the, the lowest score for any of them, nine shots for four what targets. What kind of targets? What kind of gun? Targets about this fucking big, uh, an AR-15 with an ACOG at about 40 yards, uh, child's play, really. And um, and I'm not saying that I outshot some special forces guys. I'm saying that they were fake special forces guys or something like that. Like I'm saying their credentials weren't what they said they were. Otherwise, like they're just. I don't. I don't think I get that rusty. All right. Like I shoot my AR-15 a couple times a month, but like I just don't get so rusty that it would take me nine shots or more. Nine was the best score to hit four targets at that range. It just doesn't happen. It, 
and, and it, it doesn't. I mean, I could go grab my cousin right now, and he'd he'd lay him out in five or six shots. I probably I grab Woody. Woody would lay him out in less than nine shots. It was shocking to see these guys embarrass themselves like that. And and so when you say that, like, there's like five Delta Force guys together on one shoot. They'd all served together. They were all friends or something. It just seems fishy. But who knows? Maybe these guys yeah. are like the the creme de la creme of the U.S. military because that's what the Delta Force is. It's supposed to be like the best of the best. Like. They they they'll, they might pick one Navy SEAL who's the best of the best and one Army Ranger or whatever. Like that's what they're supposed to be. But. I looked up stolen valor. It's a crime. <coughs> yeah, it, it was a it was a crime before, and in 2013 it became a more serious crime. Uh, like what? What's the punishment? And what does it entail? Like just going around and saying like, oh, I I'm a Navy SEAL, or um, all right, anything. like I'm an, I'm in the Army. So the punishment, I think that defined a maximum. It was something like it can't be yeah, more than die a year. over here. Yeah, you can't spend more than a year in prison, and uh, there's a fine, but it doesn't mention the amount. And for what it is, it's people who make themselves out to be a recipient of Medal of Honor, Distinguished Cross, Navy Cross, Air Force Cross, Silver Star, Purple Heart, Combat Infantryman's Badge, Combat Action Badge, Combat Medical Badge, Combat Action Ribbon, or Combat Action Medal or any replacement or duplicate medal for such, or any replacement or duplicate for such medal as authorized by law. I don't fully understand it, but that was the list. It's pretty much a bunch of medals and badges. If you pretend to have those when you didn't really get them, then you can. Yeah, a, and he'll, it's a real he'll law. catch people. He'll catch people wearing a combination of medals and, and uniform mm. that's impossible. He's like, so you're like distinguished service cross from the navy. But you also managed to be airborne, and you're a Navy SEAL, but you're a rear admiral for the CIA, I see. And it's just like, <laughs> are you James Bond? Because <laughs> I know some of you guys never get to, you know, that you just get disavowed, and you never get to talk about the things you've done. But are you James Bond? Are you, you, you go into space and save us on a regular <laughs> basis? Is that you? Like, no, I don't Seems think Seems like so. you would do some research if you were going to fake that and make sure that your medals matched up and made sense. I, I have a whole new topic, but I got excited about it. You know, the NASA, the NASA, NASA is hiring astronauts for Mars. They're hiring right now, yeah, for a manned trip to Mars. Yeah, that's something I'm going to let the pioneers go ahead on. I got a letter. I'm in the early acceptance on that. I'm going to get into that. Oh, really? No. Is the letter by your Navy Cross? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use that as a paperweight, right? That sounds awful. I would not want to be the first. Let somebody else go in and figure out how Mars is and if it's habitable. Like, you don't want to be the first guy to go. I I wouldn't have wanted to be the first guy on the moon. Part of me would love to do that. I'm a man of certain responsibilities. I, I, I feel like it shouldn't be me. You know, like I... Shit, I don't want to take it off topic too much, but I was pulling a tree stump out with my tractor. The tree stump came and it flew at me. And I immediately thought like, wow, I almost died. The thing must have weighed 15 pounds and flew at me at like 60 miles an hour. Dented the tractor, fixed it. But um, uh, it got me thinking like if that thing was three feet over, it would have hit me in the back of the head and it literally would have decapitated me. Like that's how heavy and fast it was going. So... And I, I talked to Chiz about it, and he was like, yeah, you know, and I, I started thinking about my family, which is appropriate, you know, like, oh, where would Hope be without me to guide her through college and whatever? Where would Colin be? Where would Jackie be? Could Jackie get a new husband with Colin in tow? Like, I don't know. These are all, like, really big deals. 
And um, and then Chiz was like, right. And then you need to think about the staff at Woodycraft and how many people have their wagon hitched to yours. Like it would be a really big loss. And uh, that's the kind of thing that sinks in my head when I think about going to Mars as if this is a decision I have to face. Like, yeah, I guess I just shouldn't be that guy. Too many lives would be negatively impacted by mine ending. I don't know if I'm yeah. going to make to Mars. You look like you're going to no, die. I'm just fucking night. I, I'm, uh... I feel like... You might get me sick over Skype. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm concerned. I'd like, to, I'd like to end this thing soon. I, I, I'm kind of dripping with sweat right now. Yeah, you, you look like you got a lot of, lot of fluids going on. It looks like you just finished watching Sling Blade. Yeah. Yeah. Of... I, uh, I, eyes are tearing up really bad. I've had a really bad cough since um, like I started getting a sore throat uh, on the way back from San Antonio on the plane. And it's just gotten worse every day. And it's just it's a hacking deep congestion cough where I just hack and hack and hack trying to get something to come up and <laughs> it just sound terrible. All right. <laughs> Sounds like so what I was... imagine a mummy to breathe like. <laughs> that was PKA episode 255. Uh, Kyle, I know how sick you are. Thank you for uh, for making it even though you're sick. And uh, I thought the show was fucking awesome. Golden age yeah, of PKA. Good. The last two have been uh, top tens. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up. All right. Um, check out Squarespace, our sponsor. Link in the description, annotation on the side. If you have any inclination to make something of yourself and need a website to make that start, uh, that's where you do it. They'll take care of all the hard shit for you. So, yep. PKA 255. See you next week. Good night, everyone.